Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Friday, July 31st, 2020, the last day of the month of June in the year 2020, and welcome to episode number 867. Of course, I believe that is, yes, 33 episodes away from the big 900 of the Mothership broadcast of the WCWS radio network right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. This is the one and the only WCWS Revolution. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WWS Chad Henshaw back on the line here with you as we just sit to talk about our favorite subject of all time, that being, of course, professional wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, of course, as we did, of course, last time on Wolfpack, I will be, of course, once again taking charge of our wrestling news and views here segment here tonight, filling in for our 2017 Hall of Fame Tag Team King Ice. Uh, King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith, due to a prior commitment, not able to make it again with us here tonight. And, of course, his partner, the Iceman, Jared D. Girolamo, is not able to be with us here tonight due to, of course, to an ongoing illness that he has been suffering from all week. Uh, he does send his best regards. We did speak to him momentarily uh, earlier before Revolution went on the air. And uh, he should be back up and ready to go here by next week. So we will continue to stay in prayer for J.D. between tonight and throughout the whole weekend. And, of course, like I said, hopefully he'll be, of course, off, ready to go next Monday afternoon, of course, for WCWS Raw Radio. Uh, but, of course, ladies and gentlemen, I will also, we're hoping to maybe hear from the human suplex machine, John Gross. We don't know as of yet. Uh, in the meantime, that, in the meantime that in, in, the, in the event that he's not, okay, he might be trying to pop on, but in the event that he's not able to, to, stick, to stay on, then I will be bringing, of course, also as well tonight's wrestling history and birthdays here tonight. 
but uh, but we'll we'll keep you informed about that here as well. Also, of course, now who we have on the line right now, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and introduce him. Of course, we do have. Of course, he is a member. Both both gentlemen I have on the line here right now are both members of John Gross's Sports and Pro Wrestling Incorporated Facebook page. The first gentleman here, of course, he is the current AAA US Empty Arena Champion, as well as, of course, the FMW US World Heavyweight Champion, the WCW US International Heavyweight Champion, the WCW US Bang Bang Champion, also, of course, the WCW US Core Champion, and also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, one half of the GWI World Tag Team Champions alongside the human suplex machine, John Gross. Of course, hailing from the peach, the great state of Georgia. Of course, the king of clubs himself, Mr. Mint Patel, of course, is here with us. And also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, <clears throat> through our talk show video service, uh, he is, of course, um, he is also, of course, as well, the current GWI Phenom Champion as well as, of course, the new WCWS Nexus champion. And as we said, of course, another member of John Gross's Sports and Pro Wrestling Incorporated Facebook page. Also, the man with the golden voice. Of course, if you hear last night's episode of Wolfpack, you'll understand what I'm talking about. I am talking about the soul man himself. Of course, he's playing his piano keys right now. Dun, 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 dun. We're just kidding there, but the soul man, Justin Lewis Fleming. Uh, let we before we get underway with everything here, of course, this evening we last welcome Mitt and Justin to what should be a very unique evening here, of course, a big time wrestling talk here, of course, on episode eight sixty seven of Revolution. Gentlemen, welcome, just welcome to the show this evening. Glad to be here. Thank you very much, and I'm sure and Justin, I think he is also he is also happy to be here, of course, here as well. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, if you, if you wish to join myself, Mitt, and Justin here for, of course, some big-time wrestling discussion and talk and everything, please feel free to give us a call here. The phone number, as always, is 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID, one three eight zero five five pound to match the six numbers. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we have to discuss here this evening, which, of course, in addition to our news and views and history and birthdays here, ladies and gentlemen, we will also, of course, have, of course, our, a, a small, some small talk here as to what is going on, what is going on, and what did, what has happened, of course, any updates that we do have, of course, about tonight's edition of SmackDown. Plus, ladies and gentlemen, primarily this is, of course, part two, of course, of what has been a very unique, uh, unique uh, evening here. Uh, of course, as far as for anyone, of course, who is a fan a big-time old-school wrestling fan, ladies and gentlemen. As as you know, of course, five years ago today, we did lose one of the greats of professional wrestling, WWE Hall of Famer, the hot Scott himself, Hot Rod, Rowdy Body Piper, due to, of course, what was described as, as similar to a heart attack at the age of 61, of course. And believe it or not, it was also five years ago on a Friday, which was unbelievable here as well. July 31st, 2015 is when we lost the hot rod himself. Hard to believe that he's been gone five years. And of course, of course, as we did on wrestling debate, special edition of debate here earlier tonight, we of course want to have some talks and discussions here about, of course, some of his greatest matches and also some great moments here, of course, during his time, everywhere that he made an impact 
everywhere from the NWA to WCW, WWE, X, uh, uh, XWF. I mean, just wherever he was, um, just wherever he, just wherever he was. Of course, when it came to wrestling, acting, and everything, of course, of all of that nature. Of course, we will, we will, of course, uh, be bringing all that here to you here tonight as well. Ladies and gentlemen, of course, now it is now going in at 9.41 p.m. Eastern Time on Friday, July 31st, 2020, episode 867 of WCWS Revolution. It is now time, of course, to bring you, of course, our latest wrestling news and views segment as I, Mr. WCWS, Chad Hinshaw, will be filling in tonight for both members of our news tag team, King Ice. As we said, GTS, of course, due to a prior commitment, is not able to make it here with us tonight. And the Iceman, Jerry Geronimo, continue to keep him in prayers as he, of course, he is still fighting a week-long stomach bug. And he will hopefully be returning next week in time for WCWS Raw Radio. Let's go ahead and see what we have here. Courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. We do thank our friends at 411mania.com for allowing us here in the WCWS Radio Network, of course, for allowing us to read their stories on all of our shows, including Revolution, Wolfpack, uh, Raw Radio, uh, as well as, of course, Outside the Ropes, Power Hour, WWS This Morning, and other shows. Our first story of, first story coming in here of the night, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's see here. Uh, as Jeremy Thomas posted this story here, as CM Punk names his picks for Mr. SummerSlam, Mr. Survivor Series, and Mr. In Your House. Now that's a very, very, very unique there indeed. Let's, let's see what he has to say about that. CM Punk has thoughts on who the most iconic performer in SummerSlam's history is, as well as of course for Survivor Series and even WWE's In Your House. The WWE on Fox Twitter account posted on Friday asking fans who their choice was for Mr. SummerSlam echoing the nickname of Shawn Michaels, who is often referred to as Mr. WrestleMania. Punk sounded off on the question, retweeting it and naming Bret Hart with himself as a runner-up. <laughs> okay, yeah, I okay. The response led to the WWE alum being asked about who his thoughts are for Mr. Survivor Series and Mr. In Your House. For the former, he suggested the Godly Gooker, and the latter, was Sean Waltman as the one, two, three kid tied with Jinzei Shinzaki, who of course was Hakushi during his run in the WWE. The whole thing led to actor Christian Navarro from Netflix's 13 Reasons Why and HBO's Vinyl tweeting Punk and praising his work, saying that Punk is his Mr. WrestleMania and knowing that he was in the front row for Punk's match at WrestleMania 29. So if you want, if you want to see, of course, the uh, the exchange right there, um, uh, the Twitter exchange there, of course, with CM Punk and WWE on Fox, as well as, of course, actor Christian Navarro as well. Be sure, of course, like I said, you pick up the story here and, of course, check that check that story out. So uh, <laughs> the gobbledygooker, unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, yes, indeed. Uh, our 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 next story here, of course, uh, of course, of course, this is this is a female comparator that JD talks about all the time. We often think that he likes her, but in reality, he doesn't. But anyway, uh, and that of course is being, uh, of course, uh, 
the uh, of course uh, one of the relatives of, of of course the great one the rock that is being Nia Jax. Jeremy Thomas brings us this story here as Nia Jax says she's in quotation in her words meeting with Mr. McMahon over being fined for actions on Monday Night Raw. Okay, let's see what she has. Let's see what we have to say here. Nia Jax is taking her fine for hitting WWE producer Pat Buck with a Samoan drop all the way to the top of the WWE food chain. Jax, you may recall, was, in quotation marks, fined an undisclosed amount for attacking Buck when he tried to intervene in the post-match brawl between her and Shayna Baszler. Jazz deactivated her Twitter account at that time, and while she has not reactivated it, she did post twice to Instagram. Of course, both posts are on this page, and I'll read them momentarily. The first one says about the fine, she says, with the advice of counsel, I am not able to address this situation until after my meeting with Mr. McMahon. The second has her double flipping off the camera and captioning it, captioning it, hey, find this. Okay, yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, so... She said, hey, yes, actually, yeah, on her Twitter account right here, uh, she's actually, looks like she's smiling, and she's holding up both middle fingers. She's trying to be a female Steve Austin, apparently. So, yeah, so hopefully we'll hear more about that, and there may be more of that probably coming up over the weekend and next week, so who knows. Uh, of course, we haven't heard about Leo Rush here in a long time. But Jeremy Thomas has a story here about Leo Rush says door to Russian return is always open in an Instagram Q&A. Let's see what Leo Rush has to say right here. Leo Rush may be done with wrestling for the time being, but he's not closing the door on a return. Rush did a Q&A in a post on his account and was asked a host of questions, including whether the door is a to a return is really close. Rush answered, the door is always open. I feel whether or not I choose to step in that pathway again is the real question. Rush competed in, in which was for now his final match at GCW Homecoming Night 2, losing to Joey Janela. Asked in the Q&A how it felt to get back in the ring, he said, it felt good, Now I, but now I have to tackle these other goals that I have for myself. Uh, so, well, definitely... Uh, We'll definitely be watching out for that and see where, see if maybe he, if we see him sometime down the road. I mean, WWE maybe, possibly not, but still, as he says, the door's always open. We'll just have to wait and see what happens. Uh, you get away from the WWE and AEW stuff here for the time being. Pro Wrestling Noah, the story, through a story from Jeremy Thomas. Reveals their schedule for 2020, the 2020 N1 Victory Tournament. Okay, so let's see what we let's see what we have here. Pro Wrestling Noah is moving ahead with the N1 Victory Tournament, and it kicks off in September. Noah announced today that the tournament will run from September 18th to October 11th. Of course, the full schedule is right here, and I'll read that here momentarily. More details will be announced as, of course, we get closer to the date. It was also noted that the originally scheduled Yokohama Radiant Hall events on September 25th and 26th, though, have been canceled. The announcement comes just a few days after parent company Cyber Agent announced that Pro Wrestling Noah and DDT Pro would be merging structures under a new banner at 
of CyberFight. Both promotions will continue running themselves under the new, mer new merger. They were not. Huh. Okay. That, that's very interesting. Hmm. And here is the schedule for that tournament, by the way. September, September 18th um, at the Achi Nagoya International Congress Center. September 20th, the Gunma New Sunpat Takasaki. September 22nd, and two dates on September 23rd at Tokyo's Korakuen Hall. September 26th, the Nagata Bandai Jima Multipurpose Plaza, Okama in Najita City. Nagata City, I should say, I guess. October 4th, back at the Tokyo Korakuen Hall. And October 11th at the Osaka Edeon Arena. Osaka First Stadium. It's interesting that I'm able to say any some of these words are in Japanese. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, by the way, by the way, uh, Mitt, bring, can you bring me some uh, bring me some uh, shrimp steak and noodles, please? Okay, chow mein. Oh, okay, that was terrible. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm not making fun of the culture. I like I like Oriental foods. I don't know why. It's, Forgive me for saying that. I don't know why I said it, but I just did. Okay. Uh, Jeremy Thomas posts this story here as Tama Tonga likes the idea of New Japan Pro Wrestling working with Impact Wrestling. Hmm. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Tama Tonga is on board with the Good Brothers, hopes hopes to see NJPW and Impact Wrestling working together. Sports Kita spoke with Tonga and asked what he thought about the possibility of the two companies working together now that Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson have provisions in, in their impact deals that allow them to work for New Japan Pro Wrestling as soon as things open back up from the pandemic. Anderson and Gallows told Sports Kita that they would love to see Impact and New Japan Pro Wrestling work together. And Tonga said the same thing, noted, I think it would be great. I think it would be great to get, let's bring our product out here to the States. It would be great to have a platform to share that. Tonga noted that the companies did share a U.S. network, I'll bet very briefly, after Anthem bought Axis TV. We used to be on Axis, we used to have a regular thing here, but I think with the situation, the world situation, things kind of taking a turn. I think it would be a good relationship for both, he said. Having the good brothers there, someone we trust that worked with us before, that understands New Japan, the ins and outs, could really facilitate things like these. I think it would be great altogether. I would love that. It was reported in January that NJPW lost their Access TV deal after turning down our working relationship with Impact. New Japan Pro Wrestling and Impact Wrestling have had a contentious relationship since 2010, dating back, dating back to Impact's existence as TNA, when New Japan Pro Wrestling took serious issue with how Kazuchika Okada was booked during his run in TNA. Impact had tried to repair the relationship over the years, but New Japan Pro Wrestling has generally not been receptive to the overtures. Hmm. Okay. So it looks like maybe that could happen. That could happen maybe on a much stronger scale, possibly. I hope it does. I mean, I'd love to see them. Really would. Uh, uh, we did hear about another passing of another wrestling legend in several Several entities have already commented on this. I will read this. I'm sure Mint, you probably heard about this too. Jeremy Thomas posted the story here. WWE, Nick Aldis, Drake Maverick, and more comment on the passing of Mark Rocco. I don't know 
if that name kind of rings a bell to you. Um, but uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll read it here. Uh, the passing of British and Japanese wrestling legend Mark Rocco has brought out responses from a lot of the industry, including WWE, Nick Aldis, and more. As reported earlier, William Regal revealed on Twitter that Rocco passed away at the age of 69. Rocco had a brief run in WWE under the Black Tiger mask that he originated in New Japan Pro Wrestling, winning the WWF Junior Heavyweight Championship in May of 1982 and losing it to the original Tiger mask 20 days later. WWE issued a statement that you can, of course, see right here. I'll, I'll, I'll read it right here. Uh, along with reactions from Aldis, Drake Maverick, Drew Gulak, Mark Haskins, Chris Hero, Flash Morgan Webster, and more. Uh, of course, just like we said, the story here, Mark Rollerball Rocco passes passes away. WWE is saddened to learn that Mark Rollerball, Rollerball Rocco has passed away at the age of 69. A fourth-generation wrestler, Rocco became renowned for his grappling exploits around the world, competing as the original masked Black Tiger, and winning the WWE Junior Heavyweight title. The Manchester native tangled with the who's who of sports entertainment icons such as Jushin Liger, Dynamite Kid, Tiger Mask, Fit Finley, and more. Known as a pioneer of today's modern cruiserweight style and a legend of British wrestling, Rocco left a lasting influence on the industry, including WWE General Manager William Regal and NXT UK Superstar star Flash Morgan Webster. WWE extends his its condolences to Rocco's family, friends, and fans. Nick Aldis posted this on his Twitter account at 9.04 a.m. this morning. He said, we just lost one of our, one of our absolute best. Mark Rollerball Rocco was a true pioneer and so ahead of his time. I was so privileged to get to spend some time with him in 2012. Here is advice and amazing stories. One of the nicest men I ever met, truly a game changer. Hashtag RIP Mark Rocco. Uh, let's see here. Um, let me see here. Great Maverick posted this. The definition of art has to shift whenever an innovator appears. Rest in peace, Rollerball Mark Rocco. This was posted at 7.48 a.m. this morning. Mark Haskins posted saying, gutted to hear about Rollerball Mark Rocco. He was a big influence on me and still one of my favorites to this day. They say never meet your heroes, but Rocco was an exception to that rule and generally one of the nicest, nicest chaps, rest in peace. Drew Gulak says, rest in peace to Rollerball, the meme machine, Mark Rocco, what an inspiration inside inside the ring. I still learn from him every day. This was posted at 1.03 p.m. this afternoon. Chris Dickinson, I think that, yes, said here, positive, positive the first conversation we ever had you asked me if I liked Mark Rocco, the original Black Tiger, my favorite masked NJPW character, given to only the best foreigners. Anytime I see or hear Rocco's name, I always think about you. Open my eyes to that entire style. RIP, RIP there as well. Chris Hero posted this at 6.52 a.m. this morning. He says, whether you know him as the original Black Tiger, Rollerball, or simply by his name, Mark Rocco left an indelible, indelible imprint on our industry, whether it's versus Sayama, Ujinami, Dynamite, Marty Jones, viewers have a favor and watch a match of his today. Rest in peace. Flash Morgan Webster posted this at 6.21 a.m. this morning. He says, let's hear about the passing of Mark Rocco. Rollerball was without a doubt one of the very best to lace up a pair of boots. 
he was a pioneer and an innovator and it's safe that the junior heavyweight style wouldn't be what it is today without his contribution and absolute legend. Uh, um, Mandrews, I believe that's, that's who it is, posted this saying, awful news to hear about the passing of Mark Rocco. The modern style of wrestling wouldn't be what it is today if it wasn't for him. One of the best ever, rest in peace, rollerball. Eddie Dennis posted, said, been watching a lot of old world of sports recently. World of Sport recently, there was no better villains to stay than Rollerball Rocco and Zoltan Boschik, both the incredibly inspiring performers whose body of work will endure. Rest in peace. Grand Akuma says, we often give credit to Dynamite Kid and Tiger Mask, but Mark Rocco, particularly as Black Tiger, played a big part in laying the foundation for modern junior heavyweight wrestling is built on to this day. Hugely innovative and influential. Hashtag RIP Mark Rocco. A Steel posted... That was at 12.15 p.m. this afternoon. A. Steele posted this at uh, 6.43 a.m. this morning. He says, rest in peace to Rollerball Mark Rocco, a giant influence on the shaping of junior heavyweight wrestling and the first black tiger. Watch some Rocco versus Marty Jones. Sam, Sam Gradwell, I believe is his name, uh, posted this at 6.40 a.m. this morning, says, uh, really sad to hear about the passing of Mark Rocco, an innovator light years ahead of his time. Had the privilege of sitting with him and Marty Jones a few years ago and hearing them talk about their old battles, having several little digs with each other the entire time. Rest in peace. Uh, Captain Rislock, Matt Fox. Um, I, don't, I don't know if you've heard of that. He's a wrestler, and I'm not sure, but. He posted this at 6.22 a.m. this morning. In my opinion, none of us would wrestle the way we do if it wasn't for people like Mark Rocco. Thank you for everything, R.I.P. Roy Knight posted, R.I.P. Mark Rocco, one of the best, if not the best, to ever come out of this country. Absolute legend. Of course, at 7.38 a.m. on July, of course, this morning. Marty Jones himself posted this uh, um at Real King Regal, at Ridge WWE, at Johnny underscore Moss, at Johnny Saint WWE, and the world gutted, saddest, speechless. If Ali was the greatest in the boxing world, this guy, in my opinion, was the greatest in the wrestling world. <clears throat> um, MOP, of course, rest in, rest in peace, of course, Mark Rocco. Uh, that was posted at 6.24 a.m., of course, here this morning. Andy quit. Uh, Quilden, I believe another uh, another uh, superstar, I believe, um, posted this at 6.32 a.m. this morning. Said, it seems a sad news keeps coming these days. Very sad to see the passing of Rollerball Rocco, one of the innovators of the junior heavyweight style of wrestling that we love so dear. It was wonderful to have him as guest of honor at our first ever York Hall show. And actually, right, believe it or not, there was a picture that he posted holding a title belt and he's got Jushin Thunder Liger standing on one side and Finn and the man who would become, of course, known as Finn Balor standing on the other. That's not too bad. And Yuda posted this at 1.37 p.m. this afternoon. He said, Rollerball Rocco is one of my absolute favorites to watch from World of Sport in England to his time as Black Tiger in Japan. Rocco pioneered the fast-paced style that so many of us emulate today. If you just have a favor and watch a Mark Rocco match today, May he rest in peace. So many people, like I said, this this person, like I said, 
you know, this, 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 this gentleman here, like I said, really kind of set the table for what we know as the junior heavyweight or the cruiserweight style of wrestling. So may he, of course, definitely rest in peace. Indeed. Uh, we'll bring a couple more stories here before we get you, of course, up to date with any wrestling history that we have. Uh, uh, let's see here. Oh, we got two more right here. Uh, now, this one is concerning NXT. Now, I don't know if you may have heard about this one or not, but I will go ahead and read this. Some various news right here coming out from Ashish at 411 Mania. Believe it or not, WWE hires new writers for NXT. Plus, The Rock's Jungle Cruise has been delayed. I, I assume he's talking. they're talking about the movie, I think. He's supposed to do a movie called Jungle Cruise, I think. Mm-hmm. PW Insider reports that WWE reports that WWE has hired two to three new writers for NXT. And that's all we have on that. But hopefully we'll have more on that story here coming up this coming weekend. Disney announced today that Jungle Cruise, which stars The Rock and Emily Blunt, has been delayed again. This time to July 30th, 2021, the film stars The Rock as the captain of a small riverboat that takes travelers into a jungle field with reptiles and animals. The movie is based on the ride of the same name at Disney World. The Rock and his production company are also making a 10-episode documentary series for Disney Plus that will look at the history of the most popular rides at Disney theme parks. No word, no word on when that series will be released. So apparently their movie is going to be moved back into the next summer. This pandemic has really done a number on a lot of things, ladies and gentlemen. So, mm-hmm. yes, indeed. Uh, let's see here. Uh, actually, I'll tell you what, we'll bring you a couple more here before we go into our wrestling history here. Uh, Joseph Lee posted this story here today as uh, apparently. I'm sure, Mitt, you probably remember we, we talked about this, about the fur, about WWE employees that were furloughed, I guess because due to the pandemic. Well, apparently, it's going to remain that way until the end of, until the end of August. So let's see what this story is here. With, when several WWE employees and wrestlers were released from the company back in April, Several of the staff members, including producers, were simply furloughed and told they would be brought back eventually. Originally, that was meant to be next month. But the Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports that the date has been extended to August 28th. Several of the employees are actually looking for new jobs as well. I don't really blame them, you know. I mean, they got to try to do something while all this is going on. So you can't really blame them for that. And, mm-hmm. and one more. And one more story here, of course, uh, from coming from Joseph Lee, of course, this is having this is stemming from uh, Ray Mysterio. Apparently, there's been no change in negotiations between Ray Mysterio and the WWE. As 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 has been as of course pre, as previously reported by 411 Mania and other sources. Rey Mysterio is currently working without a contract in the WWE, although both sides are negotiating a deal. Part of the reason the eye for an eye match was made was to have a way to write Mysterio out if the two sides are unable to reach an agreement. The Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports that as of earlier this week, there has been no change in where negotiations stand, but they are still ongoing. It should be noted that WWE announced a positive storyline update earlier this week 
saying that Mysterio's optic nerve is intact and he will be able to see again. So there you have it there as far as, of course, your wrestling news and views here, ladies and gentlemen, of course, here is concerned. Uh, of course, now let's see here. Um, and uh, we do appreciate, of course, Justice still hanging on here. Also, of course, ha also popping in, uh, popped in just as a, a just, just here, just recently here. Uh, um, he is, of course, also another member of John Rosen Sports and Pro Wrestling Incorporated Facebook page. And, of course, uh, currently uh, he's in line for several championship matches coming up here very, very soon. He, but currently he is one, also one half of the NWA US World Tag Team Champions alongside the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds. Ladies and gentlemen, of course, here he is, of course, hailing from the big big apple himself. Of course, I'm talking about the loose cannon here. Shaq, the Shaq attack, as we also call him. Shaquille Cole Cephas has also joined us here as well. And I do welcome him as well. And Justin and Shaq, we will unmute you here momentarily as soon as we take care, of course, of our wrestling history report coming up here right now. So give us couple more moments and we'll bring you inside so just listen here and just chill and have a good time and we'll bring you on here just in a few moments so thank you for being very patient with us here of course here at revolution uh now we're not sure here let me see we may have john on i don't know um but we're going to go ahead and take care of it here because he might have be having some he might be having some difficulty with his uh with 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 his um his phone or his computer or whatever i guess he uses to log on here um let's see what we have here for for july the 31st in our wrestling uh history report here um well i mean i typed it wrong we'll start about that i typed the wrong thing uh okay just da 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 and of course uh, uh of course i'll let mitt log it in as a blooper for tonight since jd here uh okay so uh, uh yes okay here we go we, we we got that right here okay okay i think we may also have uh, let's see. I think we may also have two. Let's see, we may have two parts. Uh, yeah, it may also have two parts of this history. Sorry for the delay, ladies and gentlemen. Give us just one moment here. I think uh, we're just trying to get it all smoothed out here. So just give us here. Thank you for being very, very patient with us here, of course. Uh, with, of course, some of our staff not out out due to of course like i said illness and other reasons uh we are we're just of course playing it uh obviously playing it by ear right now at this point uh, uh so give me just a second here uh, let's see ah, here we go okay now i think we got it Okay, I think we're good. Okay, yes. <clears throat> da, 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 da. Okay. All right, all right. Our first, uh, 
Our first bit of first piece of wrestling history here for today, July the 31st. First takes place on this date in 1979 at a championship wrestling taping in Allentown, Pennsylvania, where the late Roddy Piper and Tony Atlas both make their WWF debuts. Piper's first stint was in the WWF and would be a brief one, wrestling just three matches for the company, all in Madison Square Garden. His most famous run wouldn't kick off until 1984, just weeks after taking part in the first Starcade, and would eventually be, be one of the company's lead villains during their national expansion. Piper will remain in some capacity with the WWF first as a wrestler, then commentator and on-screen authority figure until 1996. He had a second brief run in 2003 and a Legends run from 2005 until just before his sad passing in 2015. Tony Atlas, of course, also known as Mr. USA, would go on the moderate success in WWE as well. 1981, Atlas was the first man to both press slam and pin Hulk Hogan. The win came with an asterisk. Hogan's foot was on the bottom rope. 1983, Atlas, along with, of course, The Rock's dad, Rocky Johnson, as the Soul Patrol, became the first African-American team to win the WWF Tag Team titles. Atlas was set to have a run as the Intercontinental Champion, but drug problems would spiral his WWF run downward until leaving the company in 1987. He returned to the WWF in 1990 as Saba Simba, though the gimmick was unpopular, Atlas credits the gimmick for saving his life. He had one last run in the late 2000s as the manager for Mark Henry. Both men would be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, Piper in 05, Atlas in 06, and took part in the short-lived reality series Legends House in 2014. Uh, let's see here. Give me just one sec. Hit here. Uh, let's see. Yeah. All right. da, 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 da. On his day in 1984 in Tokyo, Japan, Giant Baba defeated Stan Hansen to win the PWF World Heavyweight title. Also on this date in 1986 in Tokyo, Japan, Stan Hansen defeated Jumbo Saruta to win the NWA International Heavyweight title. On the same show, Hiro Saido defeated Brad Armstrong in a tournament final to become the first ever PWF World Junior heavyweight champion. Uh, let's see here. I believe I know the answer to this, but I'm just going to just check it right here. Yes. On this day in 1988, WWF presented WrestleFest from the Milwaukee County Stadium in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 25,886 fans were in attendance for the event. The event would eventually be released on Coliseum Home Video in abbreviated form and some matches would eventually air on primetime wrestling. And here's here are the matches that actually, here are the matches that, of course, uh, took place here. Big Boss Man defeated Scott Casey. Bruce Beefcake defeated Hercules Hernandez. Jacques and Raymond Rougeau defeated the Killer Bees, who was B, Brian Blair, and Jim Brunzel. Uh, Bad News Brown defeated Bret Hart. Hacksaw Jim Duggan defeated the Honky Tonk Man via DQ in an Intercontinental title match. The Powers of Pain, Warlord, and Barbarian defeated the Bolsheviks, Nikolai Volkov, and Boris Zukov. Jim Neidhart defeated Lanny Popo. Macho Man Randy Savage defeated Teddy DiBiase to retain the WWF title. Kurt Henning defeated Terry Taylor. Jake Roberts and Rick Rude fought to a double countout. Haku defeated one of our good friends, of course, and WWS Hall of Famer, of course, Sam Houston. 
Ultimate Warrior defeated Bobby Heenan. As a result of Heenan's loss, he was forced to wear a weasel suit. Demolition, Axe, and Smash defeated the British Bulldogs, Dynamite Kid, and Davey Boy Smith to retain the WWF Tag Team titles. Eno Bravo defeated Ken Patera, and Hulk Hogan defeated Andre the Giant in a steel cage match. On this date here in 2000, on Monday Nitro from Cincinnati, Ohio, Lance Storm defeated Chavo Guerrero, who was, of course, known as Lieutenant Loco at the time, via submission to win the WCW Cruiserweight title. The win made Storm a triple champion, as he also currently at that point held the U.S. and hardcore titles. Also on this date here in 2010, Adam Pierce defeated Chance Prophet, Jimmy Rave, and Sean Tempers in a four-way match to win the NWA World Heavyweight title. Uh, on this date here in, um, let's see here, let me just say it. 2011, PW Insider reported that Smashing Pumpkins lead singer, Billy Corgan, would launch his own promotion in the fall. The promotion would be called Resistance Pro Wrestling, based out of Chicago. Corgan left the company in November 2014 and would join TNA in May 2015. Corgan, briefly a minority order with the company, eventually ended up a contentious in a contentious legal battle with the promotion when he sued for money owed to fund tapings. Eventually, the case was settled with Corgan getting what he was owed, but he no longer had any involvement in the promotion who, that was known at that point, at, known, of course, in three years ago as Global Force Wrestling. In May 2017, Corgan got back into wrestling business when he bought the NWA. I'm sure remember all. I'm sure remember that. Uh, of course, we got some birthdays. So let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and do. Let's go ahead and do this today. First off, we want to wish a very happy 51st birthday to David Cash, best known to wrestling fans as Kid Cash, gaining national prominence in 1999, partly for his uncanny resemblance to Kid Rock. He competed most notably for ECW until it shut down in 2001. He was briefly ECW World TV champion. Following ECW shutdown, he joined WCW right before the WWF bought it. He emerged in TNA in August 2002 and stuck around there for nearly three years, winning the NWA World Tag Team titles twice. After a 15-month run in WWE, which included a six-week run as Cruiserweight Champion, Cash spent most of the remainder of the 2000s on the independent circuit before rejoining TNA in 2010. Cash, released from the company a second time in January 2013, spent the remainder of his career on the independent circuit until his retirement in December of 2015. Uh, and, and J.D. here, he would be all over this. Today is a very 58th birthday for John Hodger, Laurinaitis, best known for his wrestling days as Johnny. Yeah, as Johnny Ace, he's the younger brother of Joe Laurinaitis, of course, also known as Road Warrior Animal, and the uncle of New Orleans Saints linebacker James Laurinaitis. Long before his days as a glad, glad handling, non-cynical douchebag yes man, Laurinaitis had a bit of success in the ring, though the majority of it was in Japan. He was a four-time All-Japan Pro Wrestling World Tag Team Champion, a two-time All-Asia Tag Team Champion, and was part of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter's Match of the Year in 1996. Laura Nidus left All-Japan in 2000 in the mass exodus that led to the creation of Pro Wrestling NOAA and retired from the ring. 
He returned to the States and rejoined WCW, where he was one half of the Dynamic Dudes in the late 1980s. He replaced Vince Russo as head booker and most notably booked a one-night tournament for the vacated WCW United States title. He was brought over to WWE following the sale of WCW and eventually took over Jim Ross's spot as head of talent relations. Lauren Ives would have a brief yet memorable run on screen following the infamous pipe bomb promo by CM Punk, eventually becoming WWE's general manager following his, his on-screen firing. Lauren Ives returned to his role as a producer and a road agent. Lauren Ives is credited with innovating the, the cutter maneuver, a quarter face lock front face bulldog that would be popularized by DDP and would be the basis, believe it or not, for the Stone Cold Stunner. And so happy birthday. Yes, absolutely. So happy birthday, of course, to Kid Cash as well as John Laurinaitis here uh, tonight. And ladies and gentlemen, of course, the second part of our history here, we cannot, of course, forget, of course, pretty much one reason why we're, why we're, of course, uh, um, uh, of course, uh, the main reason why we're going to be talking here, of course, momentarily. Uh, as a, and we have one section here dedicated to this right here. Uh, on this date here in 2015, Roderick George Toombs, best known to wrestling fans as the legendary Roddy Roddy Piper, sadly passes away of cardiac arrest in his home in Hollywood, California. He was only 61 years old. Born April 17, 1954 in Saskatchewan, Canada, and raised in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Toombs was a bit of a wild child. He was expelled from junior high school for having a switchblade following a fallout with his father, a member of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. He left home and stayed in youth hostels. He would work odd jobs, including run errands for local wrestlers. In his youth, he wrestled and boxed on the amateur level and was a Golden Gloves champion. He was also awarded a black belt in judo by famed wrestler Gene LaBelle. Eventually, Roddy turned to wrestling, competing under promoter Al Tomko. His first ever match involved midget wrestlers and an audience full of lumberjacks in Churchill, Manitoba. And his first match for a major wrestling company was to say it was a step above midgets and an audience full of lumberjacks. It was against Larry Henning for the AWA. As his friends played him on the bagpipes, the announcer introduces Toombs as Roddy uh, uh, the, uh, Piper. It was cleaned up slightly to Roddy Piper, and of course, as you know, the name stuck. After tours of the AWA, NWA Central States, the Maritimes, Paul Bosch's NWA Houston, and Big Time Wrestling in Dallas, Piper would establish himself on the West Coast in the mid-1970s. He was a top for NWA Hollywood. That was in NWA San Francisco under Roy Shire, where Piper developed the rowdy part of his character. He would anger the predominantly Mexican audiences by insulting them and playing like Cucaracha on the bagpipes when he promised to play the Mexican national anthem. In Los Angeles, Piper had a long-standing feud with the Guerreros, Chavo Sr., his father Gory, and his brother Hector. Piper and Chavo traded the Jewels Strombow Scientific Memorial Trophy. He also defeated Chavo for the NWA America's heavyweight title. He would lose a few loser-leaves town bouts to Chavo. He would re reappear as the masked Canadian and briefly team with his rival Chavo. He would wrestle with the mask until his identity was revealed by Chavo's brother Hector. In late 1978, Piper headed north to the Pacific Northwest, where he would experience his bigger success to date. He would win the 
NWA Pacific Northwest Tag Team Ties with Killer Tim Brooks and Rick Martell, and win the NWA Pacific Northwest Heavyweight Championship twice, once each from Lord Jonathan Boyd and Playboy Buddy Rose. Around that time, he would also win two championships in the NWA's Mid-Atlantic Territory, win their heavyweight championship from Jeff Briscoe, and their version of the U.S. title from Rick Flair. Piper would serve as a color commentator for Georgia Championship Wrestling. Their TV show would be renamed World Championship Wrestling in July 1982. The promotion itself would go by that name a few years later. He fitted most notably with Bob Armstrong, Dick Slater, and Tommy Rich. In the summer of 1982, Piper became a fan favorite when he came to the defense of his commentary partner, Gordon Sully, when Don Morocco grew angry at Sully's question. Piper would be fired by the promotion late in the year when he showed up late for a match. But we returned the following summer after, excuse me, after a brief stint in Puerto Rico. Piper rejoined the Georgia Territory and would land with Jim Crocker Promotions. He most famously feuded with Sergeant Slaughter, Rick Flair, and Greg Valentine. The latter culminating in a dog collar match at the first Starcade. Valentine broke Piper's left eardrum during the match, causing Piper to permanently lose more than half of his hearing. After a severance contract with Jim Crocker Promotions at Piper's insistence, Rowdy joined the WWF in 1984, initially interned as a manager for Dr. D. David Schultz and also Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Piper was still healing injuries he had suffered in, in, the, in the dog collar match. Piper would return to the ring full-time later in the year. His gift of gab garnered him his own talking segment, Piper's Pit. His most famous such segment came in the segment's early days when he insulted Jimmy Snooker's Polynesian roots and bashed Snooker's head with a coconut. Another segment saw Piper insult Bruno San Martino. That led to a few culminating in a steel cage match won by Bruno. Piper was an important figure in the rock and wrestling connection era as he feuded primarily with Hulk Hogan and pop singer Cindy Lauper. The three were involved in the NTV special, The War to Settle the Score. It featured a main event bout between Piper and Hogan. As we all know what happened there. The bout, which also had involvement from Captain Lou Albano, Mr. T, and also Cindy Lauper, would send up the first WrestleMania main event. Hogan and Mr. T would go on and defeat Piper and Paul Orndorff when Cowboy Bob Orton hit Orn Bob Orton hit Orndorff with the cast instead of Hogan, the intended target. In Piper's 2016 DVD, Born to Controversy, Piper said he had to keep Mr. T busy to cover for his lack of wrestling ability. Their relationship became hostile behind the scenes, so naturally they were paired up for an on-screen feud, which culminated at the following WrestleMania. Mr. T would defeat Piper in a boxing match after Piper was DQ'd for, slam, for, slam, for body slamming Mr. T. After taking a leave of absence, Piper returned to the, to the WWF in August 1986, but it was a different WWF from the one he left. His Piper's pitch segment was replaced by Adrian Doss's own talking segment, The Flower Shop, and even hired Piper's one-time bodyguard, Bob Orton. Piper crashed Adrian's show and became a beef between the two shows. The beef, one for which Piper was assaulted three-on-one by Adonis Orton and Don Morocco, turned Piper face. Roddy escalated, escalated by storming the flower shop set and destroying it with a baseball bat. The feud culminated what was billed as Piper's retirement match at WrestleMania three. Piper defeated Adonis via submission with help from Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Of course, that's where the Barber gimmick was, of course, born at. Post-retirement, Piper went into acting full-time. He would score... Uh, dozens of TV and film credits over the next 20 years, but his most famous roles came following his first retirement when he appeared in cult classics, Hell Comes to Frogtown in 1987, 
and They Live in 1988. The latter film is best remembered for Piper's character ad-libbing the famous line, I've come here to chew bubblegum and kick you-know-what, and I am all out of bubblegum. And the long fight scene between Piper and Keith David, fighting over a pair of sunglasses, the fight scene which had been parodied on shows such as South Park and Adventure Time, and in video games Duke Nukem and Saints Row 4, took three weeks to rehearse. Piper returned to the WWF at WrestleMania 5 in 1989, for a live Piper's Pit with talk show host Morton Downing Jr. That segment was best remembered for Piper hosing down Downing with a fire extinguisher. Piper spent the next few months hosting primetime wrestling with Gorilla Monsoon, but would return to the ring that summer after he cost Ravishing Rick Rude the IC title at SummerSlam. The feud culminated late in the year when Piper defeated Rude. Her pre-match stipulations, Bobby Heenan, Rude's manager at the time, had to dress as Santa Claus for an episode of primetime wrestling. Piper's notable early 1990s feuds culminated around WrestleMania. He, he feuded with Bad News Brown in the lead up at WrestleMania 6. Dad Ben is infamous for Piper conducting an interview with his face and body painted half black. And with Ted DiBiase in the lead up at WrestleMania 7, where he was in the corner of Virgil. He reignited his feud with Rick Flair in late 1991. At the 1992 Royal Rumble event, he defeated... And I can say this freely because JD's not here. The Mountie, to win the Intercontinental title, he would he would hold the title until WrestleMania until WrestleMania 8, where he was defeated by Bret Hart. Save for a cameo appearance at SummerSlam that August, Piper left the WWF again. Roddy reemerged from his self-imposed absence at WrestleMania 10 in 1994 as the guest referee for the WWF title match between Yokozuna and Bret Hart. On commentary, Jerry King Lawler berated Piper, talking about how much he hated him. The feud continued over to Lawler's interview segment to King's Court on Monday Night Raw. It led to the two veterans facing off in the main event of the King of, of the King of the uh, King of the Ring event, with Piper donating part of his purse from the event to a children's hospital in Ontario. Piper offered commentary on various events in the WWF with his own segment, The Bottom Line. In the spring and summer of 1984, 1994, Piper would take yet another leave of absence, but would return, would return as a guest referee for the Bob Backlund-Bret Hart I Quit match at WrestleMania 11. In early, early 1996, Piper was named the on-screen interim WWE president. He would become the object of affection for new talent Goldust. Piper pledging to make a man out of him. Matt Goldust in the Hollywood backlot brawl at WrestleMania 12 about which you spoke of, of the infamous low-speed O.J. Simpson chase, and then with Piper disrupting Goldust in the ring with Gorilla Monson assuming presidential duties again later in the evening, Piper left the WWF again. Piper would reappear a few months later, but not for the WWF. He joined WCW in October 1996 and confronted Hollywood Hogan at the end of Halloween Habit. Piper and Hogan split a pair of bouts late in 1996 and early 1997. Piper defeated Hogan with a sleeper hold at Starcade in a non-title match, but Hogan would defeat Piper with the title on the line at Super Bowl VII. Piper and Flair would join forces against the NWO in the spring of 97 before feuding with one another. Late in the year, Piper defeated Hogan in a non-title steel cage match at Halloween Havoc. 
Piper would feud with Hogan again in 1998, as well as with Randy Savage and Bret Hart. The next year, Piper won the WCW United States title and became WCW commissioner. He feuded once again with player over control of WCW. Late in the year, Piper was a special referee for a WCW world title match between Bret Hart and Goldberg. By order of the powers that be, who was an unseen Vince Russo, Piper called for the bell when Hart locked Goldberg in the sharpshooter's submission, even though Goldberg clearly did not submit. It was, it was of course, a rehash of the Montreal screw job two years earlier. Piper assumed special referee duties against Super Brawl 2000 when he was a special referee for a world title match between Sid Vicious, Jeff Jarrett, and Scott Hall. It will be the final appearance for, his final appearance for the company. Piper was fired in July in a cost-cutting measure. Piper sued WCW the next year, citing age discrimination. Piper made non-wrestling appearances on the independent circuit and was the commissioner of the short-lived Excitement Wrestling Federation, or XWF. In 2002, Roddy published his autobiography, In the Pit with Piper, Roddy Gets Rowdy. Roddy returned to WWE in 2003 after a seven-year absence from the promotion. He ran in during the Hulk Hogan Vincent Man street fight and attacked his old rival Hogan with a lead pipe, cementing him as a heel for the first time since the mid-1980s. Despite that, Hogan would go on to win the bout. Piper would align himself with Sean O'Hare, and he would defeat Rikishi at Backlash. In May, Piper reignited his feud with Hulk Hogan, or sort of. Hogan, who was banned from the WWE at the time, ran around as the masked Mr. America. Piper, McMahon, and O'Hare all tried to prove that Hogan and Mr. America were one and the same. The storyline saw Piper pull the prosthetic leg off of one-legged wrestler Zach Gowan. Piper would be defeated by Mr. America at that year's Judgment Day. In June 2003, Piper appeared on Real Sports with Brian Gumbel, where Roddy talks about the, the darker side of the industry, primarily drug-related deaths. Among wrestlers, Piper predicted that due to his poor health, he wasn't going to make it to 65, and that he only returned because he could not access the pension fund until his pension fund until then. Piper's part in the interview angered McMahon, and WWE terminated his contract less than a week after the story airs. Here's WWE's statement following his release. Since March 31st, 2003, World Wrestling Entertainment and Roderick Toombs, also known as Roddy Piper, have attempted to negotiate the terms of an arrangement for Rod Body to appear on WWE programming through August of this year. The parties have been unable to reach a mutually acceptable agreement. On Tuesday, June 24th, Piper appeared on an HBO program and revealed disturbing facts about his own personal drug use. Piper said that he used drugs for many years while working in professional wrestling, and that he does not like the person that he became that when he actively performed as a pro wrestler. In view of WWE's inability to reach an agreement on a contract, and to assist Piper from engaging in any self-destructive behavior, the WWE is ending any further discussion with Piper regarding a contract. The WWE sincerely hopes for Piper and his family that Roddy can find happiness. Piper claims in his 2006 DVD that HBO took parts of the interview out of context to make wrestling look worse. Uh, Piper would make a few appearances for TNA from late 2003 to 2005. He briefly, briefly feuded with Vince Russo, reconciled with Jimmy Snooker at Victory Road 2004, and refereed about between Scott Hall and Jeff Hardy at Final Resolution in January of 2005. In February 2005, Piper announced that, as, was announced as an inductee for the WWE Hall of Fame and was inducted the night before WrestleMania 21. The next night, he hosted a special Piper's Pit with Stone Cold Steve Austin. 
He frequently appeared for the WWE in the following decade, and he was a, and he was briefly a champion. At Cyber Sunday in 2006, the team of Ric Flair and Roddy Piper won the World Tag Team titles from the Spirit Squad. They would lose them just a week later on Raw to rated RKO, Edge, and Randy Orton. It would be Piper's last championship run. In 2008, Piper returned to the ring for one night only in the Royal Rumble match when he attacked Jimmy Snuka. He would, be, he would of course, be eliminated by Kane. He had a series of confrontations with Santino Morella later in the year, including one on the late-night talk show Jimmy Kimmel Live. Roddy would, Roddy would be involved in the lead-up to WrestleMania 25 when he was on a team of WWE legends that were insulted by Chris Jericho. The few culminated in the event with Piper, Jimmy Snuka, and Rod, Ricky Dragon Steamboat were all defeated by Jericho. Piper, <coughs> Piper's last WWE match came in June 2011 when Piper won $5,000 from The Miz when he defeated him on Raw. Piper will have sporadic Piper's pit segments over the next few years, including with John Cena in November 2011, Daniel Bryan and AJ Lee in April 2012, The Shield in January 2014, and some of the participants in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal just before WrestleMania 30. At that event, Piper buried the hatchet with Paul Orndorff, Hulk Hogan, and Mr. T, the four men who fought in the first WrestleMania main event. Piper's final WWE appearance came at WrestleMania 31, where he congratulated Daniel Bryan on winning the IC title. Just before his passing, Ric Flair alleged that Piper had lost his WWE Legends contract due to his public feud with Steve Austin, a feud that ultimately resulted in Piper leaving Podcast One. Piper would later apologize to Austin. <clears throat> Piper's last documented match came for Juggalo Championship Wrestling in August 2011, when Piper and Cowboy Bob Orton defeated Nick Foley and Terry Funk in a tag team match. The battle was originally Piper versus Funk, but was changed mid-match. His final Piper's Pit was for Maryland Championship Wrestling during the 15th annual Shane Shamrock Memorial Cup, just two weeks before his passing. Roddy has over a dozen TV roles to his credit, including Walker, Texas Ranger, The Outer Limits, ITV Celebrity Wrestling, and It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. His voice appears on a 2006 episode of Robot Chicken, a 2015 episode of Adventure Time, and in the 2011 animated feature Green Lantern and Moon Knights. Movie-wise, he's appeared in over 40 films, many of them either direct-to-video or low-budget. His last film was the 2016 release, The Masked Saint, based on the 2009 book of the same name. In November 2006, Piper was diagnosed with Hodgkin's Hodgkin's lymphoma on his website. Piper thanked his fans as he would as he would never have known how he had gotten the vote to be Ric Flair's tag team partner Cyber Sunday that year. He had been declared cancer-free in November 2014. In his autobiography, Piper claimed he was a cousin of Bret Hart. Hart said in his autobiography that he was the only wrestler to visit him in the hospital following his stroke in 2005. Piper is considered one of the greatest talkers and villains of wrestling history. His Piper's Pit segments were innovative, as it was the norm at the time that only top stars got to talk, and wrestlers were the interviewees, not the interviewers themselves. Bobby Heenan once praised his promo skills, claiming he could, he could leave Piper in a room and return 20 minutes later, having done a Class A promo. Wrestling journalist Dave Meltzer credited Piper as one of the key figures <clears throat> in the growth of the WWF in the mid-1980s, especially leading up to the first WrestleMania 
In a July 2012 list on WWE.com, Piper was named the greatest villain in wrestling history. On July 31st, 2015, sadly, Piper died in his sleep in his home in Hollywood, California. He was 61 years old. His death certificate states cardiopulmonary arrest caused by hypertension as the cause, listing a pulmonary embolism as a factor. He received a 10-bell salute at, in his honor at the Mid-Atlantic Wrestling Legends Fan Fest after Dusty Rhodes, who had died a month earlier. He received one in, received one in his honor. Another 10-bell salute in his honor opened the August 3rd, 2015 episode of Monday Night Raw. The rowdy nickname lives on lives on in mixed martial arts fighter Ronda Rousey. Initially rejecting the idea to use it professionally, Piper gave Rousey the okay after the two met through Gene LaBelle. Rousey dedicated her fight at UFC 190 to Piper and noted him first in her post-fight interview the next night. Piper, at the time of his passing, was survived by his wife of 33 years, Kitty, their son, Colton, their three daughters, Anastasia, Ariel, and, and Fallon, as well as four grandchildren. Here is a short list of accomplishments for the hot rod. And boy, this is a good list. Uh, Intercontinental Champion, of course, WWE World Tag Team Champion, WWE Hall of Fame in 1905, three-time NWA WCW United States Champion, three-time NWA Mid-Atlantic Heavyweight Champion, two-time NWA TV Champion, two-time NWA Pacific Northwest Heavyweight Champion, four-time NWA Pacific Northwest Tag Team Champion, five-time NWA America's Heavyweight Champion, six-time NWA America's Tag Team Champion, five with NWA Hollywood and one with WCCW, and an NWA World Light Heavyweight Champion. <sighs> Uh, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, two-time Best Heel, 84 and 85. Three-time Best on Interviews, co-winner, 1981 with Captain Lou Albano, 1982 and 83. Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Hall of Fame inductee in 1996. Most popular wrestler of 86, 2015 Stanley Weston Award for Lifetime Achievement, number 17 ranked singles wrestler of the PWI years of 2003, Cauliflower Alley Club Real Inductee in 2001, and Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame Inductee in 2007. First off, let me do this, ladies and gentlemen. Hmm, okay. That, there's a whole lot there to talk about there, folks. So, uh, so definitely, absolutely there. So, uh, they, so there you have it there, ladies and gentlemen, of course. And we'll talk a little bit more about Piper here coming up here in just a few moments. And, of course, also your wrestling news and views there as well. Uh, 10.39 p.m. Eastern Time, ladies and gentlemen, Friday, July 31st, 2020. 1-605-562-0444, caller ID. 138055 pound. This is episode 867 of WWS Revolution. Of course, Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw along with the Key Clubs Mint Patel, as well as, of course, uh, the Soul Man Justin Lewis Fleming, as well as, of course, the Lewis Cannon Shaquille Cole Cephas. And I believe the human suplex machine John Gross has made it on here as well. So let's let's go ahead and see if we can get these guys. We're going to get these guys on here as well. Uh, uh, John, if you're on, good to have you here. 
Uh, uh, Shaq, good to have you on here as well, sir. Uh, thank you for coming on. And and also here, uh, Justin, we are we thank you for your patience as well, and thank y'all for being with us. Uh, thank you, thank you, uh, for being here uh, tonight. Uh, uh, sorry about that. Here, folks. Uh, now, uh, let, ladies and gentlemen, before we go, of course, to our main topic of discussion here, let's uh, um, let's go ahead and get everybody's thoughts here. I don't know if anybody's been keeping up with tonight's edition of SmackDown, but if, uh, if anybody has any updates about it, please go ahead and let's bring it to our attention here, please. Uh, Mitt, if anyone or anybody has any updates on SmackDown, please. Let's see what everybody has to say about that. Go on, right ahead. Um, I have no comment because I was watching the Celtics game more than watching SmackDown. Okay. Okay. Thank, thank you, Mitt. Uh, Justin, any any updates about SmackDown? Yeah. Um, the ending. I think. Uh, Bray Wyatt. Um. Brainwash, um, Alexa Blist. Bray Wyatt brainwashed Miss Bliss? Hmm. Yeah, he came and attacked Alexa. Yeah, how, how, how interesting is that? Okay. So that's gonna be that's gonna be something to talk about here. Um, so uh, very unique there indeed. Um, Shaq, do you are you here with us? I haven't oh, I have him here, but I don't think he's he may have had to step away, so hopefully he'll be back here in just a few minutes. <coughs> okay. Yeah, sorry about that. Well, that did feel good. Um, but uh, of course, we'll get anybody else's updates. Of course, here, uh, if anyone does have anything else about SmackDown, here, we'll, we'll of course bring it to everyone's attention here uh, tonight. Uh, in the meantime, here, let's just go, let's go ahead here. Uh, let's see here. Do we have? Um, let's see here. Do we have John? John, are you with us? Okay. All right. There is. Now we have John here with us here as well, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, like I said, he is the first 2016 and also 2020 WWS Hall of Famer and also part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here, of course, on TalkShoot.com. Oh, okay. Oh, Chad. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. The human suplex machine, John Gross, of course, is also here with us here as well. John, good to have you on here as well. Justin, you were saying? Oh uh, yeah, did you mention um, Roddy Piper was in Day Live? Yes, I did. I yes, I did. I, me- oh, I mentioned. Uh, oh yeah. I, 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 Yo, mean, I yes. think. I mentioned that. Yeah. I think, in my opinion, I think Vince McMahon should be ashamed of himself for not um, letting for let, letting um, 
they're not letting WWE do interviews about Roddy Piper about his new movie. They lived to promote it while he was taking a break from WWE. Well, maybe they maybe they just uh, they it was just probably just coming off the heels of uh, of course, like I said, he he'd been away from wrestling for a few months, and maybe they just didn't want the uh, maybe they just they didn't they didn't probably have anything worked out to where they could possibly do that possibly at that time because that was of course that was like I said he left in '87 and that movie came out in '88. And see, Piper did another movie before that, um, as I mentioned before, too. So, um, uh, but in the meantime, speaking of speaking of Piper here, um, of course, like I said, continuing what we were talking, I was talking about earlier on, on our special edition WWS Wrestling Debate. I would like to get some more thoughts. And of course, you heard what I just talked about here. And definitely go back to tonight's special episode of debate and listen, of course, to what I had to say, of course, about Piper as well. But I would like to get everyone's, everyone that's here, everyone's personal thoughts about Rowdy Roddy Piper. Of course, like I said, this is the fifth year anniversary, of course, of his untimely passing. Um, I would definitely, I would definitely love to, uh, um, definitely love to put everybody's thoughts and opinions here about the about about, about the hot sky himself. Anything particular thing, any matches, moments, I mean anything that Piper was ever involved with. I would love to hear what everybody has to say. Uh Mitt did mention a few things earlier, but um, um Mitt, what, 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 just to reiterate, what were some of the things that kind of stood out in your mind about Piper? Um, because the feud he, you just mentioned about him teaming his player against the NWO, um, the match he had at WrestleMania 12 was Goldust. Yes. And I like all his Piper Pitch segment. Certainly. 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 Um, John, let me ask you, any particular thoughts about Piper that stood out in your mouth? I said, what were your any any particular thoughts about Rowdy Roddy Piper, John? It was technically not a question. It was, uh, we just want to get you. He says, of course, one of the best talented athletes in the world. Any any particular moments or matches that stood out in your mind, John, about Piper? Uh, yes, I think John, you might be referring to the one from 1992 for the IC title at WrestleMania 8. Um, it was it was it was Tim versus Bret Hart for the title that year. Is that the one you're talking about, John? 
Okay. Yeah, that, that one right there, that one right there was a classic in my opinion. That was a classic match right there. Um, anything else, John? Any particular, anything else that stood out? <coughs> and John, <laughs> that's all he has. <coughs> um, let's see, Shaq, are you still with us? Okay, he must, be sure, he must have had to step away here, so hopefully he'll be back on here momentarily. Uh, let's ask Justin. Justin, um, I'm sure you probably saw a lot of moments concerning Piper before. Anything in particular? Uh, I mean, it doesn't have necessarily have to be a match or anything that Piper was ever involved with or anything that that you kind of enjoyed in your that's in your personal opinion. Um, I remember Roddy Piper, uh, the intercontinental match between him and, uh, between him and Bret Hart at WrestleMania eight. And, um, yeah. in the movie, in the movie, they live when he used that, when he said, I have come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. I'm all out of bubble gum. <laughs> most certainly, most certainly about most certainly indeed. Um, of course, one of the infamous lines there of all time, and hard to believe that that line, of course, is, was was pop was was uh, was I'm sure kind of uh, repeated in a lot of other things that he did, um, a lot of other things, of course, that may not even involve Piper. I mean, that 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 that, that right there had a very unique cult following. So yes, indeed. Uh, <coughs> Um, let me see. Well, for me, I, I mean, for obviously, of course, you know, the match, as we said, WrestleMania 8 between him and Bret Hart, that definitely stood out, in my opinion. Uh, I would have to say the moment also, let me see, I'm trying to think about when that was. Um, give me just a second here. Uh, yeah. Um, at SummerSlam 89, if y'all remember when he lost Rick Rude, the IC title from, of course, Rick Rude lost the belt to the Ultimate Warrior. Um, uh, that really stood, that was another moment that really stood out for me. <coughs> um, let me see here. Uh, also, now you might find this kind of odd, but here's another one that really kind of throws it out there. I don't know, but I'm sure y'all remember this match. Bash at the Beach, 1999, the boxing match he had with Buff Bagwell. Um, of course, Mills Lane, the special referee in that match. But I had to get a little something to drink there, mouthful, right? Uh, let me see. Uh, let me see what else. What I also found unique was was that his last Piper took place 
just two weeks before he passed away that took place in Maryland. I thought it was very unique. Uh, Shaq, are you back with us, sir? He's probably doing uh, something, maybe. Well, it might be him. His video was on earlier, but I guess right now it's not. So maybe he had to step away from it. <laughs> so you're probably right, Mitt. So uh, in the meantime here, folks, let me go ahead and get this out one more time. 10.53 p.m. Eastern Time. For this is Friday, July 31st, 2020. The last day of the month of July, of course, 2020. This is episode 867 of WWS Revolution. Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw here alongside the key of clubs, Mint Patel, the human suplex machine, John Gross, the loose cannon, Shaquille Cole Cephas, and the soul man, Justin Lewis Fleming, who, of course, right now is sporting a pair of sunglasses and playing the piano keys. Da da da. Which, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, as I said last night, and I said it here earlier, if you didn't catch last night's episode of NW, whoa, there you go. Now he's sporting the shades. Okay. He's sporting the Bret Hart shades there. There you go. Very nice. Okay. Um, well, let me tell you yeah. something, boys. I am the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. Whatever you say there, Brett. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I like the shades, by the way. Those are cool. Those are very cool. Uh, if you didn't catch last night's episode of NWO Wolfpack, ladies and gentlemen, of course, as you as you, as you know, we always do a closing a closing theme or a closing remark for um, for of course, like I said, um, for of course for the end of our shows all the time. But of course, due to of course the Iceman Jared Geralmo, of course, not being on with us like of course tonight, also tonight due to of course. His continuing illness, which hopefully he'll be back up and going here by uh, next Monday. Uh, <coughs> um, we say we say prayers to JD. Of course, hopefully he'll be well over the get well over the weekend. We'll hopefully talk to him, of course, on Monday. But anyway, uh, of course, also yesterday was the birthday of famed movie star and of course former governor of California, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, and so Justin actually had a had a very nice and fitting tribute as he sang the song. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, Justin. I think the song is called Two Steps Behind. Is that correct? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Thank you. From the movie Last Action Hero, I believe it was also correct. Uh, I have posted the video, I have posted a video with lyrics for that song on the entertainment cavalcade page if anybody wants to go on there and 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 uh look at the lyrics and listen to the song at the same time uh but you definitely gotta catch the end of wolfpack last night here he did a wonderful wonderful job justin did an absolute wonderful job here so definitely check out that episode here of course uh, last night's the, the end of last night's edition of Wolfpack. You'll definitely enjoy that there in Uh We're still we have Shaq on Shaq with us, but apparently Shaq must still be, must still be probably I guess uh, 
has stepped out apparently because all we're seeing is his initials here. Uh, we're not seeing his. We're not seeing his video pop up here. So we're hoping that he's, but we're hoping he's okay and hoping to pop on here again here soon. Uh, we were also hoping to hear from uh, Danny from Oak Park as well as, of course, uh, the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds. But I guess due to, of course, I know MLD told us earlier today that she did have company, uh, family coming into her home. And I guess unfortunately she was I guess she was not able to to come on to come on here due to that. And I guess that, that would might have been also the same case for for Danny as well. Uh, but uh, we hope to hear from them of course of course sometime here next week. And we of course keep tabs on we keep of course we talk to every everyone here through uh, Facebook and everything, of course, and all that there here as well. <clears throat> Uh, let's you know, see you know what, Chad? One, or, one more thing. Sorry to interrupt you, Chad. Sorry to interrupt you. But I want to say one thing. Ray Wyatt brainwashing, um, Ray Wyatt brainwashing Alexa Bliss is, reminds me the same thing when Steve Richards, a right to censor, brainwashed um, the Godfather becoming the good father. I know you agree. Yeah, and of course, what they did to Mabel, and of course, he became known as Viscera. Remember that from the mystery of darkness. So, um, so you remember for a while when Mabel came back, he came back as Mabel, and all of a sudden they, yeah. they, they 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 kidnapped him. It was like in the late 1999 or something. And then the next thing you know, he comes back a week or two later. Undertaker reannounces him or something like that as Viscera. And then. Of course, later on in ECW, he's known as what Big Daddy V and all that stuff. Later on, and boy, uh, I think that was the last big character he he had before he uh, before he passed. I think he passed. I, mean, I believe I'm not mistaken. Um, so, uh, but yeah, there's been a lot of occasions where that's happened. Um, I remember. Reading a story about how Luna Vachon got her uh, persona, that she was never, she was never always like we all remember her. I think she got, I think she got knocked out by somebody or something during an interview or talking to somebody or whatever. And next thing you know, she, she, I guess, developed amnesia or something. And next thing you know, she started changing her attitude and everything. And that's how she became known as there. I thought it was kind of freaky, personally. So. Um. Oh, look, Justin. That's JD dressing up, dressing up like the Mountie. We're not oh. Mounties. Oh Lord, Justin, don't do that. I have to hear that from Jason. Oh, I'm don't, sorry. Don't. No, no, don't. <laughs> oh Lord, have mercy. I actually, I just pulled. I just pulled a movie right now. Man, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, yeah. No, but no, like I was able. I was actually. I felt pretty darn good being able to mention that 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 wrestler's name and not hearing all of a sudden hearing. His theme pop up all of a sudden. Uh, 
Yeah. So. Do you remember the William Regal theme when he was that construction guy? The real man's man. Yeah. He's a man. Okay. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I think I know what you're I think I know what you're talking about. I think I know what you're talking about. As a matter of fact, hold on, I'm I'm gonna do everybody a favor here. We're going to actually um well I'll just I'll just play I'll just play the song. Uh yeah, very good. Are you over 25? Have a clean driving record? No DUIs? You can drop your off. He's a man. Okay, guys, let's say it. One, two, three. He's a man. Such a man. Such a man. Okay, there you go. Yes. It would be kind of funny if someone brought that back today. That would be hilarious. Who do you think should, do, should have that theme song? Who who should? Mm-hmm. No, who should? No, who do you say should? Then who do you think should use that? I'm, uh, I don't know who, who I mean, what, what, first off, where would you use it? Would you use it on the main roster or would you use it on NXT? Um, more of NST. Of course, it'd be kind of funny if you gave it to Rigo himself. Yeah, but I don't think Rigo would want it. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Now, it'd be kind of funny if he did that, but I mean, that's beside the point. <laughs> uh, uh, Um. Well, I don't know. That's something to ponder. That's something to ponder. I don't know. I mean, yeah, about a lot of these older scenes. I mean, who, who, where, where would they, where would they be used at the best? In my personal opinion, I don't think he wrestled that much with that. But while he had no, that team, the, I mean, no, I don't. He didn't. I mean. Either. 
I mean, I think he did most. He was trying to stay more with the um, the royalty sort of thing, you know, showing the British flag and all that. I mean, but uh, man, I kind of like that Titantron. Did you ever see the Titantron with that? I thought that was mm-hmm. pretty good. Seriously, I mean, some people might call me crazy. Why in the world would you think that? I mean, that was one. There's a lot of wrestling theme songs out there. And some don't like that. I actually enjoyed, personally. Please tell me it's not biscuit and gravy that you like. No, 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 no. I said there was some. I didn't say there was all of them. I said there was some. Of course, every time you hear that, you think of you think of the late Terry Gordy's son, along with uh, Doc Gallows. I mean, that's who. That's that. Our, so, yeah. So, so. Uh, Shaq, are you back with us, sir? May I test him? He said he was on a call. Okay, he might he might still be. I don't know. But uh, uh, Mitt and Justin, we're going to let you have an opportunity to do some talking between the two of y'all. I've got to step out for just one quick second. I'll be back here just a bit. I'm just walking right across the hallway here. Um, but uh, if y'all would please just go ahead and just continue just doing some talking. I mean, sharing a couple of little tidbits here and there. And I'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. WSWS, Chad Hinshaw will be right back here for the eight with, with the continuation of 867 of Revolution. The King of Clubs, Mitt Patel, and the Soul Man, Justin Lewis Fleming, of course, are going to just talk, do some, do some talking. Uh, talk shop a, a little bit about what's going on, I guess, with SmackDown and other things going on here in wrestling and sports and all that stuff. So, gentlemen, go ahead and do so. I will return momentarily. No problem. All right. Hey, Mitt. Uh-huh. I, I think, I think um, what Bray Wyatt did to Lex is the same thing that happened when same thing. It's the same. I think it's it's like the attitude era all over again. Because you saw what Bray Wyatt did to Lex. It's the same thing. It's the same thing when Undertaker brainwashed Maple to become Viscera, and it's the same thing actually, when kind of, Stephen Richards brainwashed. Actually, it kind of remind me how the fashion police stole Jude Gulak on two hundred five. Remember that. Yeah, I remember that. And oh, remember, remember, and Stephen Richards brainwashed the Godfather to become the Good Father, join his right to censor stable. I kind of missed that right to censor. Especially when the deli was trying to mess with them, and like, hey, what about the tables? They bam. Exactly. That's what I was about to say. There's nothing exactly. like walking this. And again, Impact delivered this week. I'm enjoying Impact right now. Justin, did you like the fact that Cameron is in AEW? Cam, wait, uh, Cameron, uh, Cameron. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Naomi's tag team partner from the Funk the Yeah. 
Y'all know that. I say, he thinks he fit in in AEW? Was it the white call for them? Yeah, it, it was the right thing. I hear Shaq in the background. Oh, sorry, watching um, the Rockets, the Houston Rockets game. <clears throat> what are you doing about the war horse? What'd you say? What do you think about what I think about the uh, the, the war what was, uh, from AEW from AEW? Yeah. Um, spell, spell, spell it, spell it for, spell it for me. Um, W A R H O R S E altogether. Oh, well, you said you said wolves, didn't you? No, I say war horse. The guy who. Look like that. War horse. Yeah, the guy who looked like War horse. You said, oh, you said War horse? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about now. Um, I think it's, um, it's kind of like Sting, Sting and Warrior a little bit. More like Renegade from uh, WWE. Yeah, yeah. It, Renegade, the Renegade was rip off of the Ultimate Warrior. That was the the worst thing WCW. Had done 
that wanted to work. Especially when you had that, you had that, uh, what, what was his name from WCW, Mortis? The guy who was just like Reptile? Hey, Chad. Remember PN News? PN News, the uh, Rap Master PN News from WCW. Actually, I just had to go take a pee in the news. So, no, I'm, I, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Uh, yeah, I remember, and I also remember in WCW they had this wrestler named Necroman, and Marvel Comics was trying to sue WCW because it was rip off of the of, of, of Spider Man. Yeah, I remember that too. The gimmick. <laughs> oh, John had a couple more things to say about SmackDown here. Let me go ahead and read what he had to say. Sorry about that, here, guys, but uh, I had to take the Cleveland. I had to take the Cleveland Browns to the Super Bowl. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> that okay, was there cold. You one. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was well. I mean, Larry the Cable Guy actually used that line and said, "I took the Browns to the Super Bowl." Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, John said he doesn't understand why Bray would go after Miss Bliss on SmackDown. I can't say her first name because that would activate my Echo dots. So that's why I had to say Miss Bliss on SmackDown. I think it all makes sense to John. Says he says seeing what happened at Extreme Rules when she was a part of the swamp match. The thing does the thing does have a history of changing people. Finn Balor, we saw him in NXT. Of course, he turned heel. Uh, uh, and John says about Shaq, you're not red-handed, buddy. He, he, he can hear you in the background. Shaq, are you here with us? Okay, he still must Justin not be here then. Me and Justin just heard him moments ago in the background. Okay, maybe he still maybe he still had to jump back off or something. John thought the roles were going to be reversed when with Nikki turned her back on Miss Bliss, but she didn't. Uh, oh, and Sha- Shaq is saying I thought so. Shaq was saying that he thought so too, but now it all comes together. Shaq also said here that AJ Styles looks good as Intercontinental Champion. But John says, getting to his point, he changed Seth Rollins too. And look at Rollins, he turned heel right after the Survivor Series. Uh, Shaq believes that Braun Strowman is next in line. And John says, so the Fiend had only changed Rollins and Balor, but now John wonders how this is going to turn out. Also says, besides, you know, Justin brought up some points before somebody Undertaker. Formed his Ministry of Darkness from 1998 and 1999. He changed the Acolytes, as I said, Viscera, also Midian, and also even the Brood. Of course, the original Brood would later on be, of course, Edge Christian. And then, of course, I think the new Brood was would be later on be the Hardy Boys. And of course, what the right the censor did in 2000 was Stephen Richards changed both the Godfather, Bull Buchanan, Val Venus, and Ivory, or that's the same thing the Fiend has done. So, so, so apparently now, I guess the tag team of Bliss and Cross are no longer is no longer apparently. It seems like. Know what? Know what, Chad? Know what, Chad? Know what, Chad? I think, uh, I think Nikki Cross and 
um, Austin should be a tag team, their name, and their name should be Scott's Scott's Jack because Oscar is from Japan and Nikki Cross is from Scotland, and they should go off to go after the WWE Women's Tag Team Titles to face that's Shasha what, and Bailey. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. I mean, why not put a Raw, a female competitor from Raw and a female competitor from SmackDown against Bailey and Sasha to go after the women's tag? Why not? I mean, both wrestlers would be able to be on both shows. I mean, why not? I mean, and no, I'm not calling them entertainers. I'm calling them wrestlers because that's what they are. Of course, John says, look at look at Rollins. He is not heel. He's formed his own group. John says it makes him wonder that Bliss was Sister Abigail all this time. We were all just blind to see, uh, see it all this time. The puzzles were definitely fitting at extreme rules. John shows the thing what Braun will do when he gets out of the swamp here very, very soon. So apparently, I agree with me there, right? I mean, don't I? I I'm not. I, I do. I, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I mean, like I said, I mean, some of the key points, of course, I think obviously are coming together. But we're just going to have to, like I said, see what happens here with. Uh, Obviously, with all the, with, with with all this here, so 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 like I said, we'll we'll just we'll just watch we'll just watch all this very very carefully, and we'll see. Uh, we'll just definitely see what all uh, happens, of course, right here. Uh, okay, I have no idea what this is about. I'm sorry, guys. Someone who in the world? Where in the world is Carmen you, San Diego? No, 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 no. Don't you hate it when somebody puts you, makes a chat box and they put you in it and they don't ask you if you want to be in it? It's like the other day on my Instagram, someone was trying to follow me on my Instagram to sell weed. I'm like, delete. Well, somebody added me and Ann to a couple things, and I don't know what it was about, but I actually left. I don't know if Ann ever did, but I mean, I know I did. So I, I have no idea what it's all, what that's all about. Uh. Of course, let me see, John, let's see, uh, John and Shaq, of course, are continuing to talk here. Uh, John says, and sh of course, Shaq, actually, he said somebody, I mentioned something to Shaq about your question, AJ Styles, there is no argument. AJ with the IC title is definitely a good thing. AJ has brought the Intercontinental title back on the map. He's had great successful title defenses. Of course, it was against Drew, Drew Gulak, Matt Riddle, and even Grand Metalik. Uh uh, Shag asked who you think is next in line for the IC title. John says he can think of other challengers on SmackDown. Uh, John even mentioned Big E, Otis, Tucker, or possibly Jeff Hardy. Uh, but, 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 the, but the King, but the Corbin Gable alliance, he actually didn't like it at all. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, Corbin and, Corbin and yeah, Chad Gable, are you kidding? Yeah, you the Corbin alliance all of a sudden. 
Oh, Lord, I'm right now Gable's going to start kissing my name. Bro. I never thought I'd never seen that. I thought uh, get rid of that name, Shorty G. Shorty G sounds stupid as a wrestler. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a good name. Oh, I think uh-huh. Shaq was trying to come on. I think, I, think, I think Shaq might be trying to come on here. Uh, Shaq, can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you. I can hear you. Okay, well, apparently your video must not be working. Oh, I actually turned my video off on purpose, actually. Oh, okay, okay. Well, we were wondering about where you were because we, I know you were on a – we were uh, – we were wondering where you were, but we didn't hear, but we didn't see. Uh, oh, okay. yeah. There he is. Okay, now we got Shaq right there and all that. After donning the Yankees cap, of course, right there. How appropriate, of course, for being in the, in, in the Big Apple. Yes, indeed. With the New York. Yeah, three, New York 316 has arrived. Give me a hell yeah. Okay. Well, of course, I'm wearing a T-shirt that says that's got, that's got a dark version of Batman on it. So, hey, so there you go. Okay. Anyway. Um, I, I I never thought I'd see the day that Chad Gable would start becoming a butt kisser. Uh, yeah, I knew all along. All along, he was with Corbin. All along, he was with Corbin the whole time. Yeah, no, no wonder his lips start looking like he's getting chaps. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Uh, John says he's getting ready to leave, and he says he has uh, asked everyone to have a good night. And of course, we'll be back on next week, of course, on WWS Raw Radio. Uh, of course, I'll, I'll mention this for JD here. Uh, as far as I know, I, I'm assuming this is what will go down Monday afternoon on Raw Radio one three eight seven four four pound. Of course, the guys will be talking about, of course. Uh, We'll be talking about the latest wrestling news and views. John will be bringing, of course, wrestling history and birthdays for this coming weekend, as well as, of course, on Monday. Uh, talk about, of course, the deal with SummerSlam and, of course, everything else going on with NXT, AEW, Impact. Everything will be, of course, discussed, as well as uh, some other some sports stories, of course, popping up, as well as, of course, obviously, thoughts and opinions on the uh, predictions for the ratings for Monday Night Raw, as well as, of course, what they think the main event's going to be for next Monday Night's Raw. Be sure to join the gang on the Monday afternoon tradition, WWS Raw Radio, Monday afternoon starting at 3 o'clock, of course, right here as part of the WCWS Radio Network right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. Gentlemen, uh, Mitt, Shaq, Justin, I will go ahead and take it to you here now. Is there anything that uh, – oh, wait a minute. Before I do that, there was one person forgot to ask about our thing we did here a little while ago. Shaq, I'm sure you probably know this, but I'm going to go ahead and repeat it anyway. <clears throat> I'm sure, as you know, five years ago today, of course, we lost the legendary Rowdy Roddy Piper. Um, and believe it or not, we actually did one of our best editions of Revolution that night. And believe it or not, that July 31st in 2015 was also on a on a Friday, believe it or not. So how interesting is that? Okay. Anyway, <clears throat> anyway, well, anyway, the, the question I like to pose to you, 
I've left my thoughts. John has left his thoughts. Mitt has, and Justin has. Um, anything involving the legendary hot rod, matches, Piper's pits, anything he's done everywhere. He's went from WCW, like, of course, the old NWA, WCW, WWE. Of course, he was in the XWF for a while. Of course, you know, TNA and all that stuff. It, anything that he that he ever was involved with that has stood out that stood out in your opinion as far as the legendary Roddy Roddy Piper. Well, when you think of moments with Roddy Piper, you think of Piper's pet, especially the infamous one where he smashes Jimmy Snooker in the head with a coconut. He always got the got the um the fire extinguisher at um WrestleMania. For me, the one that stood out to me the most was um I'm gonna actually go back actually two moments. One was SmackDown in two thousand and three when he had um I think when he had his uh, alliance with um Sean O'Hare and they were fighting um Rikishi, who was also I think he was like relatives with um Jimmy Snooker and it feels like it's always yeah. comes back to us to the Samoan, like the long ass Samoan dynasty. And the second thing that came out, jumped out to me was WrestleMania 21, Piper's Pit with Stone Cold Steve Austin. It felt like they were two of the greatest trash talkers in their respective eras in the same ring at the same time, talking it mm. out. And then Carlito comes in, and then they both beat him up, and then also with a stutter. And what was one of the most crazy and paradigm shift of WrestleManias we have seen because that WrestleMania basically marked the beginning of a new generation with Cena and Batista winning their world titles on the same night. And that event, what people don't talk about with this event is actually kind of two things. One, Piper's Pit, and the other one would be Michaels and Angle. Well, sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The, the interpromotional match at the time um, was definitely hyped up, highlighted, yes. So, certainly. One thing that has been brought up, Shaq, and I'm going to ask your opinion and see if you do agree with this, that one moment that has been brought up, well, two moments that have been brought up, of course, classic, two classic matchups involving Piper. Uh, n- number, number, number one, <clears throat> uh, WrestleMania 8, <clears throat> 1992, uh, where, of course, he defended and lost the Intercontinental title to Brett the Hitman Hart. And the other one, of course, obviously, WrestleMania. Yes, WrestleMania 12, the Hollywood backlot brawl, and where, of course, he de- he chased and eventually disrobed Goldust in Anaheim, California. That was a, that was a nasty sight. Um, uh, your opinions about these two match, these two particular Piper matches? Well, the one from WrestleMania 8, I was able to see it, and it was a really good match. Especially um, 
for the Intercontinental title. And when you think of the Intercontinental title, you think of it as a workhorse title. And Piper was definitely a workhorse at that time. And to put him in the same ring with another workhorse in Bret Hart, that was special. Now, backlot brawl, I remember like watching it a little bit too. And they I'm like, damn, they used a water hose. Like, well, good grief. And then all like all the weapons were like gold and it's kind of fitting because it is gold dust. So like I kinda didn't expect anything less. So I'm like and that was Actually, kind of a brawl, and it was pretty sight. And it was the action was a sight to see. The disrollment, not so much. Mm-hmm. Certainly, okay, okay. Uh, any other anything other than, of course, some great, some great, uh, good points there. Anything else that has stood out in your mind uh, involving the hot Scott? Um, same year, two thousand five. His um, his Piper's Pit with Shawn Michaels, who was feuding with Hulk Hogan at the time. That was that that feud was pretty magical, and it was and the build up to that match was very well done, especially the Piper's Pit and the Larry King live segments. And <laughs> Shawn Michaels was so gold in his promos. He was so comedic. He was he was comedy gold in that feud. Where he was just like he was mocking Hogan with the walker. <laughs> and he was like that ah crap crap. And he super kicks like a cake. <laughs> yeah, I know. Absolutely. Uh, guys, while we have you on here, first you have the Bleacher Report. Apparently, I do have some highlights talked from tonight's edition of SmackDown. If y'all like to hear some of what was posted, and I'll make it as brief and, and quick as I possibly can. Uh, this has come from Kevin Burge at Bleacher at the Bleacher Report. I don't know if y'all ever read the, that or not, but uh, I just I'm just gonna go ahead and read what he's got here. The July 31st edition of Friday Night SmackDown promised a pair of major championship matches, as well as a massive return. But Mr. Money in the Bank himself, of course, one half of heavy machinery, Otis. AJ Styles put his IC title on the line against Grand Metalik. The Lucha House party member had never had an opportunity quite like this. Could he dethrone the phenomenal one, or would he simply not have the ability to match up to a top star? Nikki Cross demanded another shot at the SmackDown women's title, and she got it after defeating Miss Bliss. Bailey laughed at the idea that Cross could ever dethrone her. Would Bliss's best friend prove the role model wrong? <clears throat> After an embarrassing loss to Lacey Evans, the internet got behind Naomi. This week, the Glow had a chance to make the sassy Southern Belle pay, which she managed to prove she deserved the spotlight that was finally shining on her. <clears throat> After a long vacation away from WWE, the Summer of Love returned to the blue brand. Otis and Mandy Rose had plans to continue their story on SmackDown. Could we finally see Mr. Money in the Bank decide what he wanted to do with the briefcase, or would he be too focused on God's greatest creation? I guess they're talking about Mandy Rose. She is uh, super hot, so there you go. Yes. <clears throat> it, uh, I'm sure a lot of guys would agree with me on that, but I think she she is. It was a night that could that could change the blue land completely. Who would stand tall? Who would fall short with vital opportunities? 
<clears throat> um, uh, obviously, it was a match between. I guess apparently this was probably posted earlier in the evening. I don't have. I don't think I've got the official results here. Well, I may have to check and see. But apparently, what happened was it was an intercontinental title match: AJ Styles versus Grand Man Elite. Uh, Bailey did, or Boyley, or Grandma, whatever I want to call her that. Uh, she looks like a There you go. Yeah, I like what Mick calls her. I like what Mick calls her. Versus taking on Nikki Cross, Naomi versus Lacey Evans, and, of course, Otis and Mandy Rose uh, return. Um, um, just real quickly, let me ask all three of you guys here, Mitt, I will ask you. I know you said you did not watch it that much, but in one in one moment, did one moment at all kind of stand out on this show, in your opinion? If it was, what which moment was that? The only moment that stood out for me really was the AJ and the AJ and um, Madalik match. Okay. All right, thank you. Uh, Justin, one moment that stood out as far as SmackDown was concerned tonight? Um, uh, I would say uh, Ray Wyatt. Okay, okay. Shaq, anything that stood out in your mind, this one moment as far as what happened with SmackDown tonight, in your opinion? Um, what stood out to me was definitely the end of the show with The mm -hmm. Fiend and coming to first comfort Alexa Bliss, but then having the gall to put the mandible claw on Alexa, I'm like, whoa, they're really going this direction. Holy crap. This Ain't is good. This is interesting. Now I'm invested in um what they're trying to do with the Universal Championship now. So apparently it's going to still involve Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt, apparently. Oh, I know how it makes sense. Yeah, and I think I know how it And I sense. think this time Mm -hmm. It's the fiend that Braun's going to defend it against. I see. I see. see. Three faces uh, of Wyatt. Right. So apparently, so, so the fiend holds it for a while, and then all of a sudden, Hall of Famer Goldberg gets it off of him. And then, of course, of course, we all saw what happens. At, what was it at WrestleMania? Of course, the watered down version of WrestleMania this year. Um, Obviously, Braun Strowman taking it off of Goldberg, and then of course Strowman holding on to it, been holding on to it since that time. And now all of a sudden, it's going to be another 360. This time, Wyatt is going to get the next opportunity. See, John mentioned before one person that's good news that he thinks they should go after the IC title is Big E. But in my personal opinion, you see. I would agree with that. I mean, Big E's ready for about anything right now, right? Since he's got to go at it alone for the time being, with both Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston out for a while. So obviously, Big E's got to go at it on his own. I, but I feel, as I said this earlier this, I think I said this earlier this week, if I'm not mistaken. 
I think Big E should be one of the next ones in line to go after the Universal belt. I think that's about Big E's time. It is his time. I don't well, he's had the NXT. He knows how to hold a big piece of gold. He's held the NXT belt, and he's held the IC belt. Exactly. So I don't, see, I don't see what the point is. And, you know, like I said, if they gave Kofi Kingston this chance, they need to give it to Big E. Then, of course, you guys also turn around. If Xavier Woods ever comes back, they got to give him a shot. Because it would, it would not be fair for two, two-thirds of the new day to have a shot at one of the big pieces of gold and one of them no. Which Xavier Woods had exactly. been on. Hasn't been wrestling. Xavier Woods had been wrestling since what? Last year? Sometime? Yeah, yeah. I think last year. Yeah. I mean, that may be sad. That's sad to hear. Sad to see. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I miss seeing Xavier. I mean, there's, that's one guy I miss seeing right there, too. But like I said, you know, Big E deserves that next shot. I mean, doing this roll around here with Wyatt and Strowman, we all know because of that connection from a while back. Of course, you know, I think they said two-thirds of them, of course, are no longer there. Of course, I'm talking about the Wyatt family connection right there. But, of course, you know, Luke Harper is now Brody Lee in AEW. There's no telling where Rowan is. There was some rumor that Rowan was coming back. But I hadn't even heard anything about that. He changed, his, about name. That. He changed his name to Eric Redbeard. Eric Redbeard. Why is he gonna be a pirate next or now? Oh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> First mate Redbeard. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, anyway, I still I still say, you know, that you you know, remember the story that I posted earlier in the Revolution Radio Facebook page about this firm in New York City looking at everything going on in WWE. And saying that, you know, that if they don't start changing a lot of things that they do, then they're going to start losing a lot of things, including, like I said, being able to do their shows, like, say, for example, on USA Network and also on Fox. And the fact that they haven't been able to produce brand new talent or brand new opportunities and all that, and even kind of eyeing at Triple H as, as being, shouldn't, as the one that should be doing that. Leading this thing, leading this, you know, steering the ship and getting this company back on the course that it needs to be. But no, Vince McMahon is not. Vince McMahon apparently is not going to give all this up without a And even if Vince McMahon was halfway crippled, I don't think, as long as he was still breathing, I don't think he he would give up control of the company. Just me. This is my opinion. I mean, he'll stay with it until he's buried dead and he's buried in the ground. And then that'd be the only way that Vince McMahon will no longer have any any say so about WWE. I mean, I hate to say that, but I mean, Vince McMahon's not going to give it up. Because you know what as he says, me off about WWE right now. Go ahead, please. Go ahead. The fact that, yeah, I'm glad Sammy. Zane got the IC title win last year. But up to this point, he had done nothing. He hasn't had that big push that he deserved as a wrestler. You know, he had 
he hasn't had that big push as a baby face to win the championship and all that. Well, you see, and Matt, I agree with you, but you also got to keep in mind here, too, he was on the verge of that when all of a sudden this pandemic hit, and what did they do? They took that thing, they took that, they took the IC belt away from him and started doing all this and all until they rewarded somebody else the belt, and guess who they gave it to? Right now, who's currently holding it? Uh, AJ Styles. Which is the right candidate to hold it, in my opinion. Well, I mean, he, he, he will deserve it, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying anything wrong with that. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that, you, that that you know that you know I'm glad a lot of these guys, other guys, are getting opportunities. Especially when you talking about with Grand Madalik, you said that was you said that was one match that you actually kind of enjoyed, that you kind of, you know, that sure I would agree with that. Grant, I mean, they need to have some big time matches like that. But you got to think about it right now. Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and everything involved with WWE right now are just right now bits and pieces. And what I mean by bits and pieces is it's not the full effect that you expect to see on a show. If you think about it, because of the way things are going on right now because of this pandemic, you're not able to have what I like to call a real show. You know what I mean? I mean, I was Mm -hmm. watching a, you remember the match one year between man recently between, I think it was earlier this year between, Bliss and Mandy Rose, but it said Otis came, you know, a distraction by Otis helped Mandy Rose defeat Bliss. And you saw one, th- you saw one good thing about that. That was when that was one of the last times you saw, saw a real good crowd and everything like that. Now you you're lucky enough to just see a handful of people behind a screen. Kind of like, for example, they're out there playing hockey for crying out loud. I mean. I mean, right now, that's one another reason above all else why I don't watch WWE right now too is because with all this going on because of the pandemic, that there's nothing to look at. I'm serious. There, there's no full effect about it, man. I mean, I mean, the thing about it is the least they could do is they they could put like sound bites in there or something, uh, make it look like, hey, give it the full effect of a crowd, right? You know what I mean? But no, they ain't going to do that. What also gets me is the fact that the performance center, they put all these chairs out there to make it like a crowd and all that. And you only got about what? About five or ten people out there looking at it. What's the point of doing that if you're not going to have that, if you can't have that many people there? Is, is, is Vincent Man really, really gone off the deep end here? I mean, seriously. I mean, I mean, it's all the same thing. I mean, Raw, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and all that to me is like the same product with different people. That's all it is. That's 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 honest, all it is. And to be honest, I'm enjoying Impact more than AEW and WWE at the moment, and that's taste something. And it was even though Impact is, I'm sure, suffer, it should, I'm sure is under the same umbrella of course obviously is WWE and AEW too but I think but I think companies like AEW and Impact are more prepared to deal with this sort of thing than WWE than even WWE is right now because I don't think it's there on that much bigger scale 
but they're but they're but the popularity is getting huge. I think that's I think that's um, I think that sounds about right. Mm-hmm. But again, I mean, right now we're just going to have to just play it by ear and just see what happens. And of course, what also gets me about the the, the SummerSlam payback situation here. The fact is that the fact is that SummerSlam they could possibly have be having it either on the beach or on a cruise ship. If I don't get that, and then furthermore, they plan on having payback two weeks afterwards. No, it was it's the week after. They said two weeks after. I read the story. Two weeks after. And that's what, that's what I've read. And that's why WrestleMania 35 wasn't special. Because it was announced that WrestleMania, Saudi Arabia is the WrestleMania, Let me tell you something. WrestleMania 36 and every single pay-per-view this year, every single event that WWE has had has not been special because of the, the pandemic has really screwed a lot of things up. Playing it. And the minute Vincent Man started seeing this, he should have just stopped right all everything dead in its tracks and just put everything on hold until 2021. That's what everybody should do until 2021. Give it after the new year and see what this pandemic is going to do. Then, if, if, if they see any signs of improvement, if they start clearing things up, then go for it. Do it. But don't do it in the middle of it. More people, more people are getting sick now because of this. But you're listening to my personal opinion. These guys, Mitt, Justin, Shaq may not agree with what I oh, say. Oh. No one's trying but I'm just saying, I'm just saying, hold on. I'm just saying my personal opinion here, everything right now going on, wrestling, sports, everything needs to be put on a standstill right now and give it, a, and give it time to see where all this is going. Because right now, this country, right now, this pandemic has brought this country down to its knees. I'm going to say it right here and right now. And, of course, right now, our own government right now can't even, can't even like I said, decide what to do next either because they can't agree on make, on helping put their own people out, for crying out loud. That's something else I'm getting sick of seeing, too, And I'm because a lot of people need the help, and they need the help bad. That's my personal opinion. Justin, you were going to say something? Yeah, about – um. Otis and Mandy, you mentioned you see you said that um Otis needs to choose either Mandy or the or the money to bring briefcase, right? Well, I mean, I mean they said it was like a possible return. There was a possible well, I think they said it well, I don't think it was, I don't think I don't think that he has a choice. I don't that's what I don't think that's what that said. Um let me see if I can find it again. Uh uh, let me, uh, uh, let's see. Could we find see Mr. Money and Bank decide what he wanted to do with the briefcase or, or would he be too focused 
on God's greatest creation. So right now, so right now, right now, he, there, the question is, could Otis possibly cash in the money in the bank? Or could right now, he could be focusing mostly on Mandy Rose. And of course, it's hard, it's hard not to focus on Mandy Rose. I'm sure you guys would agree with me on that. Oh, yeah. And then also what doesn't help Otis's case is between Braun Strowman and The Fiend, who do you want to cash in on? I don't know if you want to cash in on either one of them right now, especially The Fiend. I tell you what he ought to do, Shaq. The only logical thing I can think of right now is not going after world titles, go after the tag titles and use it with Tucker. If that's the case, WWE should just borrow from TNA and do that whole like feast and fire shit. You know what? You know what, Shaq? Hey, Shaq. You know what? I think I think the um if 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 Owens does not cash in his money in the bank um um to eat to either champions, then um since he should just focus on um Mandy, then then WWE would be a joke. Um, the money in the bank was um be a, was just a the event was just bullshit. Yeah, well, but but I mean, but there, that's a great point there. I don't think right now Otis all the ca- I mean all the try to cash it in if either Braun or Bray has control of that belt. That's too or dangerous to risk. Or, 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 or that's another good point. I mean, if they about it, he could try to go go over to Raw and try to get the WWE belt off of McIntyre. Which, if he now, now that would be a now. No, don't get me wrong. I'm not. I have nothing against Otis, but that would be a mistake too. I mean, because and I, also with Orton going after McIntyre as well. Yeah, of course. If if Orton won that, if, if say if Orton won that thing. Then yeah, Otis probably wouldn't have a chance that maybe against him either. Yeah, but, I think he I think Otis might wait until this to see where the pandemic stands and then like if anything, pick the right yeah. time. Well of course. I agree. I agree hundred and ten percent. I agree one hundred I agree one hundred and ten percent. Let them let everybody play out their cards here. Orton and McIntyre for the WWE belt, and and also Braun and Bray for the Universal belt, and see where it goes. And like I said, maybe if somebody else different comes out on top here in either feud for either one of these belts, Otis may see that as an opportunity as an easy target, and then maybe at that point down the line, he may end up cashing in and trying to get one of them. But uh, but what what I, what I would but you know what they should start doing maybe in 2021 if they want a fresh idea, base this upon like what Shaq just mentioned, something TNA did with the Feast of Fire stuff. Yeah, that's the and best. basically, 
saying that the next the next time if any next person who wins a money in the bank contract, regardless of the male or female, will do it for both male and the female competitors, or and do it for tag teams. That you know that one contract that you know, heck, heck, I tell you what, have three I tell you what, do this. On Raw, you would do it this way. One contract is for the WWE title. One contract is for the United States title, and the other one's for the Raw tag team, Raw tag team titles. I agree. I agree. Okay. I definitely agree, Chad. SmackDown would be the Universal title, the SmackDown women's title. Well, of course, the Raw women's title on Raw, so I forgot to do that for the women, so I forgot to say that. Sorry. Uh, SmackDown, you would yeah. have the Universal title, the Intercontinental title, Intercontinental title, title tag team then, titles. But of course, for the women, uh, the women in uh, terms of the tag team for the women, you put you make that one a uni- a inter promotional thing because as you yes. know, the women's, women's tag team titles, any team from any show, even NXT, can go on there and win those belts. I remember reading that. I remember hearing about. When they brought those belts back, that's what they said. Exactly. So in that <laughs> case, maybe not yeah. have no pink slip for the women's matches, but rather go one for the Raw women's title, one for the SmackDown women's title, one for the NXT women's title, and then one for the tag titles. You know what? You know what? That's not a bad idea either. Like in other words, what you're saying is the main titles, the secondary men's titles. The women's titles, and then, um, and and then, and then, of course, the both the raw. Then, of course, Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. I see what you're saying, but of course, one. But of course, you have an extra one in each of these, saying that whoever picks that one, they're fired. Exactly. And guess what? Who, and who took out the fired briefcase tonight? Vince McMahon. No. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Yes. And, hey, Chuck, what anyway, if they went with, what if they came, went with the New Japan concept? You know, like, what was it? The G1 or Dominion? With the wind up briefcase. Oh, the. You know what's funny about the G1 climax? You know how that got started? You know what inspired the G1? What? The King of the Ring tournament. That's what inspired it. So apparently, apparently, apparently New Japan got an idea from WWE, and they're making it work a whole lot better. Mm Mm-hmm. I see. Okay. And, of course, when you said G1, I thought thought you said it was created when JD had a a G-spot. Oh. Oh. Okay, yeah, because he would have had a he would have had a climax after that. Oh, okay. okay. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, so, you mad? Y'all remember? Y'all remember? Y'all remember Van Wilder when the guy craps in the in the in the wastebasket? The colon the the colon cleanser. <laughs> He's like, oh yes. my God! <laughs> yeah. I think I'm bleeding. Oh, jeez. Uh, okay. Ouch. Hang 
Oh, wait a minute, that's, that's from Van, yeah, Van Wilder. Yeah, I remember that part. Yeah, Van Wilder, Van Wilder. Yeah, I just actually saw the clip today. Yeah, it's from Van Wilder. But that's so the most that, infamous. They could go with that concept of G1. Shaq, you're being you're being you're being asked a question, Shaq. Oh wait, what's the question? I said, do you think it would help WWE if they went with that concept with New Japan doing with the briefcase? You know, they win and then you know that's who they face for rest of Kingdom. Hmm. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Like, have you win yourself a guaranteed title shot at a WrestleMania? So. Now, what you could do is if whoever wins that briefcase can pick any champion and then you have the Royal Rumble winner, what you could do is have the winner of that G1 tournament, have him pick which champion he wants to face, and then have leave the other title to the Royal Rumble winner. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But none, yeah, and then of course, what, like I said, man, I am shit. If Vince, if if Vince McMahon sees this idea and this idea starts working, he might be the one that might have a climax. Ooh. <laughs> well, he does like big sweaty men, and he climaxes <laughs> over that too. Yeah. <laughs> big fat hairy sweaty men. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh Lord! Don't get me started, man. Come on! Come on, Lord! I thought you were gonna say for me, JD, like that. Oh, okay. I did that again. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yikes! Look, uh, you want to get something out, son? Oh, oh shit! <laughs> I mean, the way JD right now, I don't think we need to do a whole lot of joking on him. So I, I try to take it easy. Well, guys, exactly. before we close, before we close it out here, of course, on the late night version of Revolution here tonight, does anybody have anything that they would like to add uh, before we leave for the weekend? Uh, Mitt, let me ask you first. First of all, everybody have a safe weekend. Be careful. I'm terribly sorry for not doing the sportsman scene earlier due to technical difficulties, but we will make sure we're up and running next week. Okay. Yes, and then I actually talked to JD about that earlier today, and he he will more than likely probably start talking to everybody about maybe getting that planned out, guys. So he'll let everybody probably let everybody know about that. So just just do me a favor here, guys, and work and just work with JD and talk to him and find out what he's going to do, and then it's that way he can get with me, so that way I can probably get it set up here. So whichever what what whatever whenever the time he decides to do it, that will be considered the debut episode, guys. So just keep that in mind. Uh, Justin, anything you wish to add before we leave? Yeah. Um. I'm glad it, um, it's almost August, just in time for me to turn 32 in, on September the 2nd. There you go. Hey, sounds good. Sounds good. All right. 
Well, right now, like you said, that uh, at least you're not up around my neck of the woods right now, but you got a long ways to go, my man. So, like I said, just keep right on track. That's all I've got to say about that. Shaq, my man, ain't there any news from the Big Apple before we leave you for the, for the weekend? Um, I do have to say a couple of things. Number one, get, get well hope for a speedy recovery to Tommy Canely. I know like, um, I heard he's gonna get like Tommy John suit, so that's gonna suck. Um, on the second thing, watching the, um, the NBA in the bubble, so far so good, and right now, like, this game is the, and also to everyone in New York, Stay cool. Stay inside if you if you don't have anything. Don't only go out if you really have to, like shopping for essentials, because it's getting because it's getting hotter and hotter out there. And then now with August coming up, it's going. We might be in the fit heading into the home stretch of the summer. So stay stay cool. Stay inside and make sure you got work at AC too. Oh, absolutely. Yes, yes. And also, ladies and gentlemen, if you do have to go outside on a hot day, make sure you carry a dozen eggs with you so you can go fry them on the sidewalk. <clears throat> so you can have your breakfast that way. <laughs> so, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I've been tempted to find out if that actually works. So, but uh, we'll, have, we'll have to. Uh, but uh, gentlemen, also in, in, in lieu of, the, of course, the, of what was hoping to be the debut episode of Sports Machine this afternoon, what I would like to ask everyone here is, like I said, uh, and I may make a post about this on this page, but I'll just go ahead and ask you in advance about 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 doing this for us on our page entitled WCWS Sports Roundup. I would like to ask everyone to post everything about about their your personal thoughts and opinions about the state of sports as of right now. I know that just a lot of it's getting underway here, of course, after being delayed because of this deal with the pandemic. But I would like to ask anybody if they can post any personal thoughts about what's going on here in the state of the sporting world right now. And, of course, like I said, um, anything, I mean, we would like to hear what you have to say about that. I mean, regardless of whatever sports it is, I mean, this this posts something so we can keep everybody up to date. I know JD has been posting a lot of stories on that page here a lot lately. If anybody else has something they wish to add there as well, please feel free to do so. Uh, and also check out a lot of the old classic stuff that we've posted on there, like the old football games and baseball games and, and all that great stuff there as well. So be sure to check out that page there as well. Facebook.com forward slash group forward slash WCWS sports time. So, yeah, be sure to check that out. Of course, the page is WCWS sports roundup if you want to check that out. Shaq, you have something you wanted to add, sir, before we leave? No, I think that was Justin that wanted to add something, was it? Justin, do you want to add something? Yeah. Um. Tomorrow is the fourth. You know that. You know that cable. Um. That. Um. That. That cable. Um. Move. That cable. Um. Premium cable. Um. Um. Cable network. Um. Cinemax. Chad. It's a sister I, station. Sister I, channel. HBO. 
Yeah. Oh, I've been. I've been. Maxville long before you were ever born, man. I remember. Yeah, that's that. the tomorrow's the forty. Tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow's the, it's the fortieth anniversary of the charity when it started. April is first, nineteen eighty. Wow. Cinematic started in not forty years. Oh, yeah, nineteen eighty. HBO was should HBO was before that. Wasn't it? Yeah, HBO was before. Yeah, that. I would think HBO would be like at least like fifty at the least. What it started Cinemax, in seventy two. Seventy two HBO started. Whoa, whoa, whoa. HBO's been around since the seventies. Oh. No, why no way. Wait a minute. Hold on, let me hold on. Let, let hold on. Let me let me let, let me let me. I'm I'm not I'm not trying I'm not trying to doubt I'm not doubting your word, Justin. Hold on one second, Alexa. What year did HBO start? HBO was founded on November eighth, nineteen seventy-two, by Charles Dolan. It is forty-seven years old. Well, son of a gun, you're right. HBO was nineteen seventy. It's forty-seven freaking years old. In November, be forty-eight. Son of a gun, <laughs> uh, Alexa. How old is Cinemax? Cinemax was founded in nineteen eighty. It is forty years old. Nineteen, nineteen. Good God! I didn't think each. I didn't think those channels were all that long. Well, of course, I was born in 78, so I was a kid whenever that was. Okay. Shoot, my sister was two years old, not even two years old when, when HBO was, was when HBO got started. My God. You got to be freaking kidding me. Hey, I got a quiz for you. I got a quick quiz for you before we go. I'm sure y'all remember when MTV used to play music videos. I'm sure y'all remember that. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you three guys this question. Can you tell me what the first video was? I know the answer. Okay, well, let me ask Justin and Shaq to see if they know. Do you remember what the first video was they played on MTV when it debuted? I remember. Um, okay. I don't. No, for sure. Your Shaq's not certain, but I um mittens just a, wait a minute. Uh, okay, okay. Whoever wants to say it, go ahead. I go. Okay. Um, go ahead, Mitt. Go ahead. His video killed the radio star. I was just gonna say. I was just gonna say. Yeah, hold on. What and 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 admit, I'm admit, I'm not disagreeing with you, but let's let 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 let's. I, I gotta hear this. I got to hear this. Alexa, first music video played on MTV. MTV's first music video was "Video Killed the Radio Star." There you go. Yeah. Yeah. By a group from Britain called the Buggles. That was the first freaking video that they played on MTV, 1981. Man, I don't even remember that. Now I was probably not even three whenever that and channel why is came. It called 
And why is it called MTV now and they don't even sell music videos no more? Well, they got to keep the reputation, I guess. You know, I don't know. I think they but, still, I think they still air music videos. No, they don't. No, they, they don't. don't. It's all I really, we really wait. MTV don't they all do they only put they MTV don't do videos no more. They only air reality TV shows now. That's all they air. Yeah, I think it all started with like that. I think the first, their first reality show was like Real World, Road Rules, and then it went to Jersey like freaking Teen Mom, which oh, oh, I hated that shit. Don't get me started with that crap. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when I the amount of more guys was watching while I was in high school when I had days off, I'm like, man, I'm glad I didn't knock up any one of them teen girls. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, anyway, I was reading the stats for the ratings for AEW and NXT from Wednesday night. I was reading it last night on Wolfpack. You know what show was number one in the cable ratings? It was one of those Real Housewife shows on Bravo. Ah, yeah, that's exactly what I. That's exactly what I said. I mean, <laughs> shit, like everybody watching. I mean, to be AW fair, AW was in sixth place after six. Damn. So if Real Housewives was at first, AEW was at sixth. What were the other five? Like what were the other four? And then, but then they said NXT moved up to. Uh... Oh crap, Justin! You heard me say this last night. Oh, um, oh god. Um, they were. I think they moved up in rankings like twenty something. From like thirty fifth or something, I don't know what it was. So, but I'm not kidding. But in it, but then takes that last night. They were, believe it or not, AEW only beat out NXT this past Wednesday by only sixty six thousand viewers. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, that's the shortest span I have ever heard. Right there. Since this whole thing started last October, 66,000 is the shortest I have ever heard. And then, of course, it was back and forth here just recently. Then NXT was over AEW. Then all of a sudden it went back to – it's almost kind of reminded me of Nitro and Raw back in the 90s. That's exactly what this reminds me of. It came, went back and forth. Uh, Nitro was like, what, 80-some weeks? Mint, 82, 83 weeks? Something like that. I mean, uh, yeah. Well, gentlemen, we thank you. <laughs> yes, we had. we have a fun, had a fun time here, of course. And gentlemen, I ask you one quick thing before we go. Do not think about Nadine's Cohen. Ooh. That's, I remember. I remember Eric Bischoff said Raw fears ratings. Well, of course, I he was one of the funny. Say, put the butts in the seats or something like that. So, I mean, but hey, and look what happened after that. Look what happened after that. So, that's why WCW longer around is because stuff like that started. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to episode 867 of WWS Revolution. I definitely got to think, of course, of the following here. 
Yeah, I think the Bikini Club's Mitt Patel, also the human suplex machine, John Gross, the soul man, Justin Lewis Fleming, and, of course, uh, the Shag Attack himself, the loose cannon, Shaquille Cole Cephas, for joining us here tonight. Uh, be sure to join us for tomorrow tomorrow evening at 6 o'clock for WCWS Power Hour, 141364-pound, as we review everything that's gone on in the radio network this week. Plus, give you, of course, heads up on t- tomorrow's wrestling history and birthdays and any other wrestling news tidbits. We'll bring in Chris at Four Little Man. Be sure to listen in on that. Also, be sure to check out all of our groups here in WCWS, including Game Show Alley, Entertainment Cavalcade, our tribute groups to Don Rickles and Johnny Carson, as well as, of course, Whose Line Is It Anyway? Uh, also, of course, our the Video Vault, where we got a lot of great classic wrestling stuff. Um, but check out everything we've got posted on there, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, if you're tired of looking at the same old routine all the time and hearing stuff about the pandemic and the stimulus and everything like that, we've got it in WCWS, the ultimate relief package right there. So there you have it. Uh, so be sure to check out everything we've got posted on there. And we'll, of course, keep you up to, ta- up to date on a lot of things. The Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, is also starting a a very unique opinion poll tournament in which, of course, uh, pretty much all of the GWI championship belts, of course, will be decided in an opinion poll status and will be going on, I believe, throughout the entire first week of August. So, uh, so like I said, be sure to, of course, like I said, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to go to John's uh, Facebook page, Wrestling uh, Sports and Wrestling Incorporated Facebook page and vote for who you think should win that championship a piece of gold right there. Um, and who knows? I mean, like I said, at some point down the line, they'll probably, uh, they'll probably, uh, like I said, they'll, we'll probably start having a lot of matches here very, very soon there indeed. But check out everything we've got going on here in WCW US here today, as well as, of course, all of our shows here on Talk Shoot. Ladies and gentlemen, of course, the ultimate. Of course, if you want to check out another tribute we did to the late Roddy Roddy Piper, go on TalkShoe and go to the WWS Revolution show page and look up episode number twenty-nine. That was July thirty-first, two thousand fifteen, which was the day that we did lose Roddy Roddy Piper. You've got to listen to that episode right there. That was one night that everybody here in the network at the time came together and talked shop all with the way the way we all like I said like to talk about professional wrestling in general. So that was five years ago, ladies and gentlemen, but check out check that out there indeed. You'll definitely enjoy here. Trust me, it was a terrific show. Be sure to check that out here today. Revolution 867 is a broadcast of the WWS radio network right here of course on talkshoe.com where we are, of course, five years older, continuing to be bolder. Radio Network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Folks, take care of yourselves and each other. Remember Mr. WCWS's three rules to live by during the pandemic. Of course, the main man here, Shaq, will, of course, help me count them down. Number one, keep your hands clean. Thank you. Number two, keep keep yourself clean. And number three, most importantly, and we can't stress this enough, ladies and gentlemen. Heavy duty time, you got to do some praying. And let me tell you something: by doing all that, instead of doing the, the the 
dressing up looking like RoboCop all the time when you have to go inside somewhere. That right there is your ultimate covering right there when you do a lot of praying. Trust me, it works. It's worked for me. It can work for you too. So definitely try to check that out here today. Ladies and gentlemen, since 2015, your source for everything for the, in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is the one and the only, the WCW US Radio Network. And ladies and gentlemen, to close out 867 A Revolution, I thought I'd play this one more time. These guys may know what I'm talking about, but here it is. <laughs> William Regal. <laughs> Can we say it? Real man. Good night. Good night, Chad. Good night, Justin. Karen, God bless folks. Have a very safe weekend. And of course, keep her thoughts and prayers up, up and of course to the Iceman, Jared DiGiromo, as well as the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this is WCWS Radio Network. Take care, folks. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.